This episode of the Link Up Podcast is brought to you by Moody & Co. CBD is everywhere these days, from supplement and nutrition stores to gas station displays. With so many options, how can anyone make sense of what to buy, how to properly dose, or trust in the quality and purity of the products? Luckily, our friends at Moody & Co. have all your bases covered. Moody & Co.'s products started their life, hand-grown, and cultivated following strict organic growing practices in the fertile soil of the West Tennessee Delta. Each hemp plant was hand-planted on their family-operated farm, fed only high-quality organic nutrients, and finished their life free of any toxic pesticides and sprays. Moody & Co.'s world-class extraction and manufacturing partners are FDA-grade and CGMP compliant, so you can be sure each and every product is of the highest quality. What about potency and purity? Each of Moody & Co.'s products is third-party, lab-tested before and after the manufacturing process, and the tests are available for you right on their website. Their website is www.moodyand.co. I'll spell that for you. That's www.moodyand.co. How about that for transparency? Dosing instructions are on each bottle and their tinctures feature graduated droppers so you can be sure you are taking exactly what you need. With all the uncertainty about what goes into the products that go into you, you can rest easy with Moody & Co. CBD. Available at www.moodyand.co or on the shelf in Memphis and Oxford, Mississippi locations of Nail Bar & Co. Once again, I'll spell that website for you. It's www.moodyand.co. And now to our episode. Because now you guys are both teaming up on me. We just now fucking started recording the podcast. I mean, you've been talking shit about his team the whole time, man. But that wasn't on the air. That was just like friendship. Like, you know, hey. Because we were know, talking like about brotherly it. jabs, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I get it. I like that. No, but hey, I appreciate you coming on and rescheduling from Sunday. Um, yeah. I don't know what happened to the power. Like, it just... And then my mom... I had to go to mom's also. But... um. So can you tell us about your podcast that you host? Yeah, uh, we've been out. It's Men Talking Mindfulness Podcast. We've been out for three years or over like 100 some episodes. Um, you know, so I've teamed up with um, uh, an ex-Navy SEAL who is also in the mindfulness space. Um, and uh, we just had a blast. Um, you know, whether it's we just connect, you know, one-on-one -on -one around a particular topic of like mindfulness, whether it's you know, our meditation practice or breathing practices, or we've done, um, you know, episodes on like body images, our rage within, um, uh, imposter syndrome. So anywhere we can kind of shine the light of mindfulness on in a topic, particularly usually around like, you know, maybe a man's issue. Um, then that's kind of the way we go. And we've had a blast, um, doing so getting to know one another like i really didn't know john at all i mean i didn't know john at all uh until like june of 2019 um 
And, uh, and then because of the pandemic, like, you know, we were kind of already talking and about mindfulness and, you know, just kind of collaborating, you know, two guys in the mindfulness space. And then we started on Instagram live, um, got some traction, got a little bit of traction. And then we're just like, let's just make this into a podcast. And it's, it's been incredible. We've had like, you know, three New York times bestsellers on, um, you know, we have some really big guests coming on this, this season, which I'm, and it's just really been, you know, it, it's really been a, become more and more of a passion because of the continual messages we get from different men about like, Hey, this particular episode allowed me and gave me the confidence to have the conversation with, uh, with my wife that I should have had a year ago. Uh, or it's like, you know, because of this episode, you know, this has helped me to clarify this in my life. And it's just, it's so inspiring. And, and uh, to receive those messages on a, like after every episode and uh, we just, there's a need out there and uh, especially with the growing mental health crisis. And I like to think that we're helping to solve some of those problems by, you know, showing people what mindfulness can look like in everyday life. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, so uh, like for our, our, on our podcast, like um, Tony, people hit Tony up about like different topics that guests have covered and stuff like that maybe like addiction to alcohol or drugs or whatever it is you know and like just listening to people say hey man i i really appreciate that guest because of what she said or he said and you know that's right. just so mind-blowing for me it's just like i never think about it like maybe someone else maybe someone we do know is struggling you know and like because right. you never see it like on the outside you always it's always internal Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, that one thing that we're continually learning about men as we, you know, our, we have a guest on tomorrow uh, that wrote like men's space, like helping men to be better men and get over their kind of their, their shit, whether it's family trauma or father stuff issues or whatever uh, for over like 40 years. And he's written this like 17th or 18th book now. And um, we're going to have him come in and talk to us about, you know, parts of the book that we feel is very important for, you know, for audience to know. I mean, we're like, anybody could listen, but our, I just, because I think because of the name men talking mindfulness, they think it's, a lot of people think it's only for men, um, which kind of leads us into like a 75% uh, male listenership. Um, but it's been fun to continually produce this show. And, and, and now that we're growing, we're easy, it's easier to get guests and bigger guests and, so yeah, it's been quite a ride. I mean, I'm sure you guys have experienced like it's changed me the way, you know, how I speak and you know what I mean? Like what I'm looking for was I interview people and you know, how always keeping the audience in the back of my mind. So yeah, it's, it's interesting what people are listening to and where they need help. And one thing about men that we continually see is like men refuse, they don't, they don't think they have a problem number one. So therefore they're not going to ask <laughs> uh, yeah. to, for help about a problem that they don't have. I don't think that they have. Um, but like, look at on the flip side of that not happening, suicide rates for men are out of control. Um, and, uh, and it just keeps growing. So it's nice to be able to, you know, know that we're having an impact and we just need to grow and reach more people. So that's what we're doing. How does like, so how would somebody that has an issue with something like, what is the best steps for them to take? Like, say, like, they listen to your podcast, that your episodes you have tomorrow, or just your podcast in general. Like, and they hear something, damn, you know what? I'm, I do all that. Like, damn. Right. So, what kind of steps should those people take, or that person, him or her? If someone's struggling and needs help? Yeah. 
Like, what's the like the number one key thing? I guess. Well, admit. I, I think <laughs> admit that you need help. I yeah. think it's number one, and then go out and seek that help. And you know, we're not like therapists or anything like that, John or I. I mean, I am like you know, I teach people, you know, mindfulness med- and meditation, breath work, and yoga, um, which is very helpful. But you know, uh, just just go get help, or, or just even admit your problem to somebody else, and just watch what happens. Like instead of it being in your mind and in your body, and like and and it rolling all those emotions around continually, continually, you know, and then you get into shame cycles and loneliness, and then you're drinking or suffering from depression, and um, just to admit, you know, to another human being uh, that has the capacity to really hear it and receive it. Um, is it, is it, that's probably the best thing that someone can do is just to admit that they have a problem. You know, it's almost like AA, right? What's the first one? It's like admit that you're, yeah. you have your alcohol problem. Um, and then you can go out and, cause even like that admission, especially for men, I don't, I don't know. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this too. Um, is a big deal. It's a real big deal. Like how often have you guys had a friend be like, yo, I'm go- really going through something deep right now. And I would love to just talk to you about it. I mean, fortunately, my friends know they can come to me, but like, honestly, I have like, I have two really good friends, uh, Tony and then my buddy, Nick, you know, and then I have some closer friends with, you know, I'm not going to go to them if I have an issue, you know, I'm going to come to Tony. First off, I'm going to come to Tony if something really happens, you know, like some fucked up shit happens. Like, I mean, this is what's going on. And then he's going to tell me, he's going to help me with it. You know, he might be like, whatever, but he's definitely going to help me with it. And I know that. And, but like, I've had a friend, he went through, um, he went through some like, uh, divorce issues, like really bad ones and stuff like that, you know, where he just couldn't get over it and stuff. And then he came to us and talked to me and Tony about it and stuff like that for a little while. And him just talking to us that he just told us, told me that it made him feel so good that, you know, he could just come and talk without being judged or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that, there you go. That's really how it starts. And it's just to feel good to get it out of you, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's, uh, um, then you can actually, I feel like, you know, I, I journal a lot and, um, it's interesting to get my ideas or my shit out on the page because it's no longer, again, it's not in here, it's over there and I can read it. I can look at it. I can be objective about it instead of letting it, you know, sabotage me in a million and one ways or, or the idea that's in my head, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it's almost like a, a flower starting to blossom. Like you, you have to like, you know, get it, give it its, its, its roots. And when it's in this, whatever, this weird physical world that we're in, it can start to grow. So. Have you seen studs? Oh, you know what? I, that's the one with Jonas, uh, Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. right? Is that right? I saw the beginning of it and, uh, you know, I was glad that he's doing this because, uh, it goes to what kind of we're talking to. It's just like, it's okay for men to have problems, right? And to talk to somebody about their problems. We even had one episode where we had this very accomplished, you know, uh, therapist on and talked about men in therapy and like, what are the, you know, what are the, uh, you know, the obstacles to men asking for help and getting into therapy and this and that. And it was like, you know, there's a lot of um, weird stigmatism around it. Like I see it in my, you know, I have a couple of brothers. I've lots, I grew up with lots and lots and lots of men in my family. I was so happy to like live in this little small town in Pennsylvania and just be surrounded by so much family all the time. 
but that a lot of the family is still where I grew up in Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, a, a lot of the men in, in my family are, are, are suffering and, and they just, you know, ref- even like taking some of my, you know, um, some of my family taking like very like aggressive actions in a particular circumstance. And I'm like, you know, like, I mean, that's, you should really think about talking to somebody if that's where your mind takes you, Yeah, you know, you know? So, um, but I think like it's slowly starting to change. I mean, there's, thankfully there's a lot of other, you know, um, men that are out there that, um, you know, like, just like you talk about Jonas Hill, like, what'd you, what, what'd you like about, did you see the Jonas, you saw that stuts? Is that what it's called? I haven't finished it yet. I'm like, maybe got like 20 more minutes left on it, but I think it's really good because it's teaching you or, you know, it basically tells them to like write stuff down. And like you mentioned earlier, and then one of the things they call it's like life force where it's your Mm. body and your mind and then your people or something in that order. But it's all like starting with physical first. Like if you get your physical in order, then everything else will start falling in place. And you mean your physical, people, like being in shape kind of thing? Yeah, like yeah, just exactly. Yeah, it's like most people neglect yeah. that. And then no they kidding. wonder why their life is shit. Right. Well, because their body's, you know, is, is shit in some yeah. ways. You know what I mean? It's like if you can't be present in, and healthy in your own body, it's like how are you going to have a healthy mind? It's like, you know, there, there's a, you know, there's, there's an exchange, you know, and, and, and if, um, it's, it's tough, um, to, to not, to, to have one and not the other, like, but if you have both or just starting by going, you know, just taking a walk, you know, just getting healthier, drinking more water, yeah. you know, um, can really make a huge impact on your physical health, which will help to change or at least give you a little, maybe lift you the fog out of your mental, you know, um, haze, if you will. Because I think if you got your physical in order, then you have a little bit more confidence too. Then once you have confidence and you're like, well, I was able to like conquer my body. What else can I conquer? Yeah, exactly. And part of that, you know, feeling good, uh, you know, in your body or that confidence comes from like, we have a tremendous amount of neurochemistry in our gut and in our body and we get rewarded. Like when I go to the gym and I do some hard stuff, it's like, you know, I feel, I mean, I feel more energized because like, like you mentioned, Tony, like I got there and I did it and I accomplished it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important for guys. You know, like I, I love feeling when I'm stacking up wins throughout a day. Um, and I just feel the next day I'm like, yeah, what else? Like you said, what else can I do? What else mm-hmm. can I do? Um, but also when you're getting in shape and, or, or just, you know, using your body for what it's for. I mean, like this, these bodies we've had have been formed millions of years ago to hunt fish, gather, to do shit, you know? And if we're not doing shit, then, you know, we're going to lose it. You know, yeah. if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's, it's it's slowly starting to happen. And thanks for even talking about it on your show. Yeah, I'm, uh, need to hear this. yeah, I'm like I, I'm really bad about that. Like, um, like he like what Tony said about you know if you feel good, I mean if you look good, you feel good, and then it's continue winning. You know the wins. Like mm-hmm. it's true. Like you know, I went to the gym after I got off work today. At first, I wasn't going to go, but I was like, you know what? It's been, a, you know, I, I don't have shit going. You know, there's nothing. I don't have anything busy to do, you know. And I got off at like at four, like 4.30-ish or something, like 4.15 or something. And I went straight to the gym and I came home. When you hit me up, actually, I was like, oh, shit. Because I, I, I thought that I said 5.15. You know, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, give us 10 minutes, you know. And like. Oh, shit, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> now, that, now that I've gone to the gym, you know, done for, for one, once this week already, you know, that's, that's it's good. And now, you know, you've got to yeah. keep on building on that. Yeah. What do you exactly. tell people that have 
like a quit in them. Like, mm. how do you get past that roadblock? Mm. Um, one thing that I've seen been very helpful for a lot of people is uh, having an accountability buddy. You know what I mean? Like, say, again, what kind of we talked earlier? It's like admitting that you have a problem. It's like, well, I got this voice in my head. And I, I know that quitting voice. It's like, no, dude, tomorrow. Like, you know, it's all good. You can do it tomorrow. Or, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, you'll get the next one or something like that instead of like now, like do it now. Um, but, uh, you know, my co-host, John, hit me the other day. He's like, yeah, I'm a little falling behind in my meditations and my workouts. It's like, you know, could you hit me up every once in a while and see how it's going? You know, and I'll just send him a quick text and be like, yo, how's your meditation? Or like, when are you meditating today and working out this week? Or just give me the next three days. And so that's really helpful to like kind of, you know, use, uh, you know, have another human being help inspire you. Um, and then if you're, you know, if, if that's not the route you want to take, uh, um, which I think it'd be very, I know it'd be very, very helpful to do that. Um, I, I don't, I just like give yourself a deadline is what I would say. Like give yourself like, I'm going to do this this many times this week and by this day, like you can really build habits by kind of talking to yourself in a way that all right, I'm going to get up at seven. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, you know, I want, I'm going to go lift weights today for 25 minutes and get in the treadmill for 25 minutes at the gym, you know? And so just even kind of mapping out your day and like, again, like kind of, instead of it being here, put it out here somewhere, write it down. You know, or put it on your refrigerator, like, so you can't like, you know, it's very prominent in your face or or maybe having some sort of like, I I, I stick her on a a fridge a while ago. It's like, never, never, never give up, Mm. you know? And it's just like reinforcing that again and again and again. So when that kind of gremlin of negativity and and quit quitting comes in, it's like, no, no, no. And, uh, and it's funny when you go against that current, my experience, like that's when, you start to slay that beast for sure. Um, but also sometimes that's when I've gotten the greatest insights, you know, or just like, you know, whatever that might look like. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough in there sometimes in our minds. And um, but yeah. So yeah, I wrote down, I wrote, so uh, Tony was like, hey, you need to um, write down. He's like, I know you're, you have goals in your head, but I asked you and you can't tell me shit. I'm like, oh, I don't, it's like, exactly. You need to write some shit down and then keep it and then look at it. So now yeah. I have my goals written down in my, in my bedroom. Like literally before I walk out of my bedroom door, I have a wall calendar, for, you know, like one of those like old school, yeah. old people, you know, like in my room. And then like next to it, I have um, my, the goals It's like four or five things on there. Great. And then within those four or five things, I think you know, it's four things. And then within those, I have like little dashes of added little things, you know, like mm, yeah. action steps towards that, that goal. So like yeah. one of it's like get healthier physically and mentally. The mental mm-hmm. things I have to, I have to get on that because that's something that once I can get w- rolling with that, then I won't yo-yo anymore on my weight. Yeah, yeah. So like exactly. you know, it's not it's not so it's like you know I'll go I'll get I'll get in good shape and then for some reason like I just won't keep on like you know instead of going five times a week I'll end up going like three times and then and then like a month into it of that three times it ends up being like two times you know what I'm saying so then like yeah but then I'm eating yeah. like shit again but like but you guys are right though like when everything is r- flowing good man it's like you unstoppable. 
Yeah. Because you're getting shit done before you if I if I'm hitting my stride, man, I usually go to the gym in the morning before before anybody's really up that I know, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I've already knocked out that. Like I'm not right. the fucking rock over here that I'm lifting working out two <laughs> times before anybody wakes up. I'm not that guy. But like mm-hmm. I always do notice though that like when I have that done and or I do go to the gym that like and I can start building on it like a pyramid, you know, mm-hmm. the end result is always great. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Even though you don't, even though I don't personally enjoy lifting and uh, elliptical and shit like that or walking on the treadmill, it's just something that I need to do because I'm 43 now. It's something that I need to do just so that my mind doesn't start slipping, you know? Like, right. If right. You, if and I don't, neither is your body then, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, because, both. you know, I can definitely sit there and watch Netflix for like three hours straight or, you know, I don't even know, you know, but like, yeah. But within those three hours, damn, I could have gone to the gym already. Oh, yeah, I'll go after yeah. this episode. I'll go out, you know, that. And yeah. then and the, you don't even know it. Then, damn, I've watched all, the whole entire season. And now yeah. it's like six o'clock. I don't want to go to the fucking gym this late, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. it's just a cycle that once you get it, just keep it. Because the building on those blocks is is where it's at. Uh, and maybe also with Netflix or having, you know, just kind of, that's the relationship in some ways in a negative way, but it's just like, okay, after I go to the gym for X amount of time, then I can watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like make a reward in some ways instead of it, you know, I mean, it's so easy to fall into the trap of like, you know, there's no shortage of <laughs> digital media out there, you know, and very engaging digital media continually. Um, uh, but it's like, it, it's, it's, I maybe take that goal too. Like you have a calendar and your goals next to one another, like take those goals and start putting them on your calendar. You know, it's amazing what happens. We had some guy, I forget the, the principle. Um, uh, but when you have a deadline or you give yourself a deadline, the likelihood of accomplishing and finishing that goal goes up like a significant, like a majority of, uh, of favorability for you to finish that goal. So, I mean, little things like that's a lot of, little tricks you can do. Um, sometimes when this is, you know, we just kind of pass the resolution years, resolution time. And, you know, you know, I've been in this space for a while and I'd be like, well, make it, make your goals accomplishable. Like, you know, or, or that you can accomplish them. And it's like, if you're, you know, if you, you know, want to start running four or five days a week and you haven't gotten off the couch in like two years. I mean, it's like you're setting yourself up for failure because like your body, number one, can't even take it. You have absolutely no, you have no discipline to support that duration of doing this a certain amount of time. You know, so what if you just like start by going for a walk 15 minutes? Like at where at a time that you can kind of put it in, you know, into your day, you know, but also make the time to do it. I think that's another thing too. Uh, you know, cause a lot of people, uh, struggle, uh, with like, oh, I, I you know, I want to start meditating. I was like, well, I mean, that's just, that's cognitive fitness. That's like doing, you know, reps with your mind is, is what meditation will do. Um, but it's just like, you start small, right? If you've never meditated before, start five, seven minutes, but make the time, like put it on your calendar, just like any other appointment that's important to you, you know? So I think, you know, we, we kind of get, maybe it's changing, get caught up in like doing our work and what the stuff that makes us money and does whatever and, and, and keeps our lives intact. But, you know, at the sacrifice of what our mental health our physical health, you know, and how about like prioritizing our mental and physical health and watch how everything else that's on our calendar just gets done so much more seamlessly. 
Yeah, because you can't have Netflix and all this other stuff if you're not physically able to work to get to those things. <laughs> so True. it's like, why are you neglecting the thing that this this vessel that enables <laughs> you to do everything? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I always say, like an hour is going to pass regardless. So you might as well use it to do something that's beneficial for your mind, body, or your finances. Yeah. Or, or other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. granted, it's six o'clock, but that's still early. You know, yeah. it's like, fucking just do it. Like, I remember one day I was watching the new trailer for uh, the Creed movie came out. This is back in like October. Oh, it's going to be good. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was watching yeah. it. And it was like late night. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I saw the trailer. <clears throat> and I was like, man, those guys are in really good shape. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, you, I could have been like. I'm going to go tomorrow. But then I was like, no, I'm going to put my shoes on right now and go to the gym. Is this when you started? Yeah, that's when I started started back. Yeah. So ever since October, I've been going. And now I switch it to mornings because I was going after I got done at work, like at like 10, 11. But now I go in the morning because I'm trying to make it even harder for me. Yeah. Harder. What do you mean? How? Like Like uh, as far as like. Oh, the the workout? No, no. I'm I'm comfortable sleeping. So I'm just like, no, I need to get up and make it a little bit more difficult. Because if I do it in the evening time, it's kind of, you know, I'm already up and all that stuff like that. I think I have better workouts in the morning time, too. So you're working on your discipline. Yeah. Even make it even better. Yeah. And we usually have like, I mean, there's there's kind of a couple camps out there on willpower. Yeah. You know, Um, uh, I've heard like, you know, one kind of philosophy or theory is, and it's been studied, uh, uh, willpower kind of diminishes during the day, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of like, you know, you don't want to, uh, one example in, in the, whatever I was reading, it's like, you know, you, you want to go see like a judge that has your, you know, the rest of your life in his hands in the morning, mm-hmm. not in the afternoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, cause then he gets oh, all ornery, so probably ate lunch. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? He's like, everyone pisses him off. Right. We have more resilience, you know, in, in during the day. Plus like when you're working out, you're probably not eating a big breakfast before you go yeah. to the gym either. So you're receiving those benefits as well by, you know, having an empty, an empty stomach and your body can really perform better and then you know restore more effectively as well and, and then, then like you're what more happens conscious to- of what you're consuming in the evening time too because you know what it took that you burned out through that day exactly like you don't exactly. want to eat this large pizza you already worked out today like you know maybe you make better decisions it is true yeah well i think you're all, yeah, again we're, we're like we put ourselves back in our proper mind you know i think it's like you know what mind you know it's so we like you're saying, Tony, we want to support, create habits that create a good mind, a good person, you know, a good planet um, uh, versus like just being like a mindless consumer. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And, then, you know, and hey, you know, we haven't made here in the States. Like everything is just so no more basic needs we have to worry about. You know, there's no food or water issues or, you know, anything. Um, uh uh, for most, for like probably 95% of them, you know, even the homeless people here in New York live a hell of a lot better than the families and people I've visited in like East Africa. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, um, they don't have anything over there, nothing. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like the, the, if you continually surround yourself with good people that are inspirational, motivational, like what, you know, like I, uh, I love this one. Dr. Rob Kelly, um, great dude. I mean, I just love the work he's, he's he was a former alcoholic and 
um, uh, and now he's like helping people with alcoholism and trauma and stuff like that. And he says, uh, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm. And I'm like, you know, so if you're hanging around a bunch of people that are always talking about the latest binge watching, you know, um, the thing that they've done, you know, uh, great. Or if we're hanging out with a bunch of guys that are getting up early, going to the gym, talking about what inspires them or talking about things that are interesting or, um, and, and motivational, then, you know, you're, you're going to be, you know, if there's a group of 10, you know, or a group of nine and you're the 10th, you're going to be that 10th person. And it goes same the other way. So I think you, you, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of influences around us that, and also, you know, here's another one too, that, that I've learned. It's like, what kind of actual environment are you living in? In the sense of like, if you have an environment that disorganized, there's like, you know, stuff everywhere, you know, you're, which constantly kind of leads you into the same habits and the same results and this and that. But, you know, if your environment is one that you can kind of clean up or is more organized and supports the ambitions you're kind of talking about, even just getting to the gym, um, you're going to have a more greater likelihood of stuff not getting in the way as you try to get out the door, you know, to go to the gym. Now I'm going to say this. Yeah. I, I live in chaos. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's not, I know it's not a good thing. I, I mean, I'm not like yeah, bragging yeah. like, I, Oh, I'm awesome in chaos. No, like don't even help me do my taxes. Well, he, cause I was talking about it the other day. I was like, man, I'm only getting 20 bucks back. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you probably didn't do it right or whatever. You know, he's like, and then he hit me up earlier. He goes, what's your login? I'll, I'll get on there. I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. he's like, how, yeah. how do you not know what your stuff is? Like you just did it the <laughs> other day. I thought I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what it is. Like, you know, so it's yeah. always something like, I I usually take more steps to do something than normal people have to do. Okay. Because like, it's just complete. Everything's everywhere. But like, yeah. I think that's just in my personal life. Like, but okay. like at my work life is, is, is completely different because, mm-hmm. and that, then that's, I don't know. I don't get it either. Somebody said to Tony, how is he so good at his job? But he's, but he's right. so, he's so, uh, what's the word sporadic or, sporadic everywhere else like and i'm like i don't fucking know like because you know it's my right my route is super tight and it's organized as fuck but i don't know how that is like that and then you your car you're talking about or what your right or your what do you mean your um, ride i'm sorry oh, my route like uh I, oh I your route okay yeah, got I it, got Budweiser, okay. so like okay, we it. have a territory we have a service and yeah. like i could tell you where everything is in what store where you know yeah. like but like he asked me where my return was, and I was like, uh, mm. I, right, I can't, right. I couldn't remember right away. I was like, he's like, well, you know, dude, like, you just did it. Like, come on, man, like, get it together. Yeah. Yeah. We've mentioned to see if you, uh, you know, did, you know, kind of start organizing your home, what, you know, what your potential to get to your workouts might be or something, you know? Yeah. It could be really interesting. I, you know, I have a friend, one of my best friends here in the city, same, like, erratic as fuck like stuff that like, i go to his car you know he'll pick me up you know go somewhere and i'll have to, <laughs> I get in the passenger side and i'm like kicking like 10 plastic bottles off the floor <laughs> and changing the fucking you know there's like all shit all over his seat and i'm like god damn dude like you're fucking 47 years old like i mean what the hell i mean but you know but he's a great friend i mean he does extremely well with, he's a he's a real estate broker here in the city and just you know is killing it but his whole life is just like rah, all the time. And I'm like coming in and like, Oh my God, like <laughs> <a lot laughs> Y'all are completely different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Very different. Now my work car, 
Um, yeah. It's not, and I don't have like trash, like loose trash, like that, like bottles and stuff, but there's so much beer related stuff in there that I could have been tell you what something was like, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Like I have to take all the stuff out of find it for you. But yeah. like, it's like, I got a lot of stuff in there, but it's stuff that I literally, I think I'm going to need. Right. So right. what's funny is like somebody was riding with me. They're like, do you know what's back there? And I was like, yeah, I got re rewrap and all that kind of stuff and repack and banners and all that kind of shit. He's like, like what's in the backseat then? I was like, <laughs> dude, I got a bunch of shit in there. Like I need all that stuff. And right, I, I right. actually looked at it the other day. Now it's some stuff that probably, probably could get like put in my, uh, my, what is it out there? Pa- not pantry, but shed or something like that, you know, to free up some space. But then when I know for a fact where I'm going to, if I, if I put it, I'm going to need it the very next time that I can't or somewhere. I'm like, yeah. fuck, now I can't do it. I, I put it up. Why don't you get like tubs or something to put it in? There so you it's go. Organized. That's what I was thinking, Tony. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. It's not that much stuff. Like, it's okay. No, just, yeah. Okay, so you're talking about like the tubs I got the hoodies and stuff in? Yeah, something like organized <laughs> in some way. And it's just not yeah. just now, strewn about now everywhere. Now, the trunk is organized. The trunk I have like it broken up into like brands and stuff like that. But like, but let's know. fuck your work shit. Yeah. Like, your room is generally a mess. You're a mess. Like you even dress sloppy when you go to work. So it's just like you need to figure out what's going on up here while you're doing that. Because mm. nothing else is going to work until you figure out mentally what's wrong. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, because like you, you can start on something, but you don't ever finish something. Yeah. And what's the point of starting if you're not going to finish it? Right. Or half ass it. Mm. Like you celebrate before you even accomplish anything. You know, we can do that stack and wins here. You know, that we talked about earlier, just change one thing, like one thing that you think would move the needle enough that would inspire you to do change things a little bit more and just stick with that one thing. Like, it's tough to be like, oh, I'm going to change all this. And it's just like, fuck, man, like, that's really hard. I mean, especially if, <laughs> if you haven't changed any of those things in a very long time. Um, and just change one thing, one thing, like, again, like that will have a significant impact on whatever, like, it's slowly like I feel like, you know, we talked about being in our body, like taking action mm-hmm. uh, is very, very, just small actions, small, small, small actions. And then and then eventually, you know, that'll lead you another one, another one. And then next thing you know, it's like, I used to be an absolute fucking slob in, when I was like, God, in my 30s up until I remember there was like a little voice in my head, like when I was like 38, something like that. And they're like, I just, I gotta get organized. It's just like, you gotta get organized, gotta get organized, gotta get organized. And I was listening to this one teacher, Brian Johnson. I love this guy's work. And, uh, he, he has broken down all these books. Like, I think he's at like a thousand books that oh, he's wow. written. I just written and, and, or sorry, not written, uh, read and then wrote a uh, six page PDF highlighting the, the big ideas, he calls them. And, uh, one rule that, uh, has really helped me like stay sharp because like, you know, the, the two minute rule. If I can accomplish whatever that is in two minutes, I do it. Mm. You know, sometimes I feel that, you know, when I'm at the kitchen sink, it's like, uh, I just leave these three days, you know, my, my stuff since then, you know, yeah. in the last, you know, I, I just turned 50. So my stuff since then, um, is everything is like, you know, essentially organized. My desk can have a little thing here and there, but everything else is like put away because it's like what I've seen, what, you know, in myself, it's like when things, when chaos ensues, outside of my life 
chaos ensues will start to vary ensue quickly on the inside. And then it's just like, you know, the relationship and the roller coaster, I don't want to be on. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck. Yeah. And that's when I'm not doing my best. That's what I'm fucking not, you know, uh, when I'm going to the, not going to the gym or doing all the shit that, you know, I need to get done or I want to get done and the things I want to put in the world. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Or, or you can also get a coach. There's people out there to organize, but yeah, go ahead, Tony. What are your goals that you have written down? <clears throat> yep. My goals? <clears throat> Who else am I talking to? That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, didn't know you, I thought. I, all right. Anyways, um, is the thing that they talk about in that Jonah Hill thing too, like about like they always try to use a joke instead of answering the real question. He does that a lot. Right. Right. It's a deflection in some ways. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like in any order or the. Okay. On, so man. one is a twenty thousand dollars. Save twenty thousand dollars this year. And what are your action steps to do that? There you go. On the twenty thousand, I don't, I don't, I can't remember exactly. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, I remember now. Um, eat out maybe once or twice a month only. So, how much are you eating out, man? That's going to equate to twenty thousand dollars. No, that was just that was just something this I had. Written no, in. I'm saying, what are the action steps to save twenty thousand dollars? Oh, make better make better judgment, like when I'm buying stuff on Amazon and shit like that. Instead of wasting thirty dollars on some bullshit, don't waste it. Right. And just, but do you see how like you would have to have some type of side hustle instead of just saving. Cause I don't think you're spending $20,000 on Amazon every year. No, I'm saving. I'm, I'm going to be saving more money. No, like I normally. get that. Yeah. And, save money. But the way you put $20,000, that's a lofty thing. If you're not doing something outside your normal job. Right. Well, it depends. You know, but it also depends like, you know, if he's, if he's eating out, you know, like 25 times a month and spend a $50 each meal. You know what I mean? You know, like not. that's, that's, yeah, the, that's I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So I did put eat less out. So that, that's, so maybe just start with like, I'm going to save like 500 bucks a month or something like that. Oh, I see what you're talking you about go. now. See like right, you put right. stuff too big. And if you're not really doing anything lofty to make it up yeah. for that, like, you know, selling stuff like like Gary V does, like flipping Resales, stuff or yeah. whatever, or driving for Uber or Lyft or some shit like That's that. That's what like, you would. Sorry. Like, you're not going to end up accomplishing that more than likely. Yeah. And like he even said, like, start with something small. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm just going to go to the gym three times this week or, you know, walk for right, 15 right. minutes. Right. I think you needed to reevaluate the goals you have. Because I think, like I said, just from your way that you normally are, I think you're going to end up quitting and it's just going to be something else that you start that you didn't finish. I could be wrong, but, you know, actions speak louder than words. And generally your actions don't back up your words. Hmm. Did you freeze? No, no. I, th- I, thought, I thought you were going to say something. My bad. I thought you were going to say something for real. No, that's, that makes sense. Save, save. No, save. Like five hundred dollars a month. Well, just I'm just saying, like twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money to talk about. You want to save if you're not doing anything on the side to save that, or like you could be like, I want a twenty thousand dollar raise would probably be better oh, than yeah. saying I want to save twenty thousand dollars. Right, right. That makes sense. But like I said, the main thing I think you need to work on is your mental. So that was my second goal. I have I didn't put them in any order. You know, I, yeah, just, yeah. I just I just wrote them down. The second one is uh, getting better physical and mental health. Um, okay. and on the physical side, I'm uh, hitting the gym three, four times a week. How many times did you go last week? Two times. 
Okay, so that's Aria Fillier. No, I just <laughs> I just wrote them down. <laughs> you wrote it down the week before, and you didn't. I asked you this on Saturday. It's the only reason I fucking know, Will. And I was like, "How many times did you go to the gym? Twice." I'm like, "Your goal was to go four times." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm start. But I started you still, going. but you still got that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick up for you a little bit here, really. But you still got there twice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Thank you. So it's uh, like, what did yeah. you actually do when you went in there? Those two times? Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> he just walked around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I did. I did Ben's program. I did Ben's program. So I did. Um, so the way Ben's program is set up is on Saturday is chest, by and calf. Sunday is shoulder and back and hamstring or something like that. So. But I'm, I'm saying, are you actually lifting yeah, weights? Because the I'm, longest time, he was, like, afraid to lift no, weights. No, I'm, I'm lifting it. I'm lifting it. Like, if I didn't have to work, when I do, I'll be going with you in the morning. Well, you can still wake up early. I wake up early, and I need to get up. The gym is 24 hours. No, Stop I'm making say, excuses. No, I'm saying, like, I, I don't would go work, with you. I don't want to work out with you. Well, I want to work with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are great friends. You need to fucking just do it, man. Like, there's going to come a day where you're going to regret not doing the stuff that you said you're going to do because we're all going to die. So it's like, what point are you going to be like, man, I need to get my shit in order. I mean, we just had a girl on here who she just, she's like young. She was like in her thirties and had cancer and she was like still doing shit. And you got people that are able body, at least on the outside looking in that are wasting their life and their body, their, their full potential. Right. You don't want to go to your deathbed and be like, should have done this. Should've Man, done I that. wish I would have gotten the best. Shooting all over yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. from living a sedentary life, cause other health problems that you could have avoided. Exactly. I mean, he I mean, gave what, himself sleep apnea. Like he was really heavy at one time. I think he. What did you oh, get wow. to like three thirty? Fluffy. No, you're fluffy now. <laughs> <laughs> you were fat as fuck back then. <laughs> one thing you know, you ever hear of uh, James Clear's? James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Uh-uh. I mean, no, I would suggest both getting that book. Great, great, great. So how to develop habits, like, you know, best ways to, what to look out for, why habits are so difficult and all that. He just breaks it down so incredibly beautiful. It's like one of the best books, I think, of 2000, like, I don't know, 18 or 19, like incredible. Um, and he says, as far as the gym goes, right, um, if you're struggling getting to the gym, he, uh, you know, he talks about removing obstacles, like what gets in the way. Right. So that's one thing. So he did this the day before. Uh, and, uh, he goes, but also you can set yourself up for success. It's like, you could sleep in your gym clothes, mm. right? Put your shoes right next to your bed. Right. And have your water bottle or whatever else you're going to, you know, like take with you ready to go. And all you need to do is put your shoes on and walk out the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like little, th- you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, that, uh, that would be, I mean, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's something you could do. Yeah. So what are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> what color What color shorts are you going to wear? <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym. I understand, but what are you going to go early? Yes, I am. Well, I, fa- I follow you on um, uh, LinkedIn, <laughs> so I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll go in the morning before I go to work. You should. I mean, you're going to knock it out. Then you don't have to worry when you get done and it you're is tired a, from work. You it know? is a really good feeling having that shit done. 
Like, exactly. Like it's not know, looming over you. It's not like the hanging over you. You know what I mean? Like I hate mm-hmm. that feeling. I hate that feeling. It's just like oh, I gotta. Oh, this, no. that, and, that, and, that. and it just feel. And then it just other shit starts piling on. You're like oh my god, I know I'm in the fucking dungeon. You know, versus yeah. like. Clean on your fucking plate, you know, right away. You know, what do they say in the morning? Eat the frog first thing in the morning. Like, do the hardest thing. Make that sales call. Go to the gym. Like, run the whatever you need to do. Like, do that first thing. And it's the re- like we've been saying. Stack those wins and then get that first one out of the way. It's like, yeah, what's next? <laughs> That's going to be my first win tomorrow morning. It's going to the gym. There you go. And then, like I said, because, like, the whole room thing, it's definitely him. His His room is chaos. Yeah, on average. And that's another thing I understand is like he wants to clean up for other people, but not himself. Right. So obviously, you know, it's not good if you decide to clean up when other people come around. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad right now. It's not because you want it to be that way. It's because like my buddy and I bought him some stuff, first of all, for his room. And then it's just like we were kind of just harping on him. It's like this is not normal, especially for somebody that's 43 years old. Yeah. That claims they are not depressed and all this other shit. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, you know, if I could, one thing, you know, like uh, that, you know, we'll do working with men and stuff like that. It's like, you know, Tony, how can you support him in some ways? You know what I mean? Instead of like, you know, this is the, I, I, I'm not, I'm just like, I'm just being a bro here, I guess. It's like, instead of making him feel bad about all the stuff he didn't do, it's like, how can you celebrate the wins that he is having and also support like further growth or something like that? You know what I'm saying? Tell Instead me of being like, what? what? <laughs> Tell that me you went to the gym two days? Don't worry <laughs> no, about it. See, that's what I'm fucking talking about. I'm right? keeping it personal. It's personal. Don't worry about my wins. No, I mean, because this is, okay, let me tell you this, Will. There's a lot of people who are like, why are you so mean to him? Because I see him all the time and he yeah. also tells me that what he wants to do more. Okay. And all his other friends tell him oh we like it when you're heavier no you don't why do you want your friend to be out of shape man right yeah that's not a true friend yeah yeah like i never had a brother but i this is what i would imagine it'd be like having a brother and it's very tough (laughs) (laughs) i have two of them man i have two i'm in the middle i know you know like i don't ever need somebody to be like tony you need to do this i just do it but right. he's that type that he needs to be pushed. Like his mom pushed him. I mean, like, I don't know. He Maybe it's because he's the baby. Mm. But like I said, I don't know where. We definitely have different mentalities. Yeah. And it's like a lot of it is just compounded over years. So I get it. Like people on outside looking in like, why are you talking to him like that? You're a real asshole. <laughs> but, but Will's thinking that right now. If, no, no, I mean, like, I'm also being under, you know, sharing a common humanity because I've been in Tony's shows, shoes too, yeah. as far as like being that piece of shit brother or friend, you know, and it took me a little while to learn. And no, I tell, I tell people that, like, why, 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 why do you do that? I'm like, what are you talking about? Why does he do that? I'm, oh, so much Tony, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, like, he's not doing anything wrong. Like, right, he's. Right. Like we live together. He's my friend. He's my best friend. Like he's yeah. going to tell me what I need to do. You know, he mm. doesn't want to push me around in a fucking wheelchair. So <laughs> exactly. this is why I need to, you know, do shit. Yeah. There you go. But like, but just like, you know, and I always tell people all the time, I was like, dude, like that's between me and him. Like, don't even worry about it. He's, yeah. He comes from a place of love. You, 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 you don't have that friendship with, you've never had that friendship with Riley Blonde with anybody. So that's, just leave it alone. 
Yeah. I haven't said that to somebody yet, but I will next time someone brings it up because okay. I don't want to hurt that person's feelings when they Who come. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, this is my whole thing. It's like uh, there's people that are saying this. It's like, what have you done to help Raul out? Yeah. What's, what have you done? Because most of the people, <laughs> most of the people yeah, right? that are <laughs> saying stuff are always saying that they're like, oh, Raul's a good friend. But they're always talking about the stuff Raul's done for them. Like, well, what do you what have you done to help him out at all? You just take, take, take. That's not a friendship. You're a mooch. That's what people are telling you. No, or, they're, or, no they're, yeah. So they're saying, so they'll tell, so they'll tell Tony everything I've done for them, like what, how I help them or whatever. Oh you know? yeah. But okay, then he's like, oh it. okay, okay, yeah. That, that's really what. Have you done anything for him? And then yeah, that's what exactly. he's saying. Like nobody ever said. Oh that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, not real oh, friends. Oh yeah, so, no, yeah, no. Take, take, take. And I, somebody yeah. asked me the other day. I think it was on Saturday. No, it was on Sunday. They were like. How many friends do you? How many, how many friends do you have? I was like, I was like two, and they're like, but you have all these friends out here, and I'm like, no, none of those people are my friends. I was like, we we like, I was like, I have three friends. I shall let me let me let me change that. Three friends: my friend Brad, Tony, and then my friend Nick. Like outside of that. Everyone's just kind of people like see out when we're out because I know I'll run into them wherever we go kind of thing, you know, yeah. but like the people I can rely on is yeah. Tony. And besides, outside of my family, like my family for yeah, sure, yeah, you know, yeah. like, but like if I had to call some, if I was getting put in the paddy wagon and they're like, Hey, Raul, you want us to call somebody for you? I'm like, uh, yeah, call Tony, tell Tony, to get a hold of my boss, you know, or whatever it is, right, you know, right, tell Tony, right. you know, but like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't tell them like, oh yeah, call this person, call that person, or whatever. Like I would say, call Tony, and they could, they would know who Tony was, and they would get a hold of him for me. Yeah. Well, how would you? That might be fun. That how do you? Def, how would you define a friend? You know, like what does that look like? Okay, a friend you is know? somebody that's gonna. A friend is gonna be somebody that. This is just what I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so think. obviously, this a friend is gonna be somebody that's gonna. Hold you accountable for making yourself better. Okay. And calling you out like, you know, he does, right. but not yeah, like, you know, not enough, not in like a making fun of me way or like, you know, bullying me or picking on me way that's going to call me. I think, dude, look, you don't want to be 350 pounds again, right? Do you? Like, it's, no, I don't. You know, and so like a friend, is, that's what I, I consider a friend, somebody that's going to be there for you, whatever, whichever way needs to be. And then. Also, somebody that's going to hold you accountable to a certain standard for yourself. Yeah. And I I don't hang out with many. I mean, back in the day, I used to have, like, I guess everybody would have been my friend back then, right? Because we were all partying, drinking, doing drugs, everything, you know, whatever. But, like, as I got older, we stopped going out as much, obviously, you know. And then, like, you know, now when we go out, we know everybody out. But, like, it's just like, okay, it's fun, you know. Yeah. Drink some beers, go home, you know, kind of thing. But like, I wouldn't be able to call any of those people for help. Right. Besides, I could call Brad, I could call Nick, but like mm. outside of that, like the only real person I could definitely call would be Tony. Now mm. Brad would help me, and Tony would help me, and if I could get a hold of Nick, he would help. But right. not the way I don't think anybody would help me. Not the way the way that Tony would help me as my friend. Nice. Tony, what is your definition of a friend? 
That's a good question. question. I'm going to write that down on my notepad, actually. (laughs) I think somebody that does something for you that they don't have anything to gain. There you go. Yeah. I don't expect anything in return. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like when we, you know, when we, we, when we do do help the less fortunate homeless, you know, around town, we know they can't do anything for us. It's just being the good person and, you know, helping them right, right. because, you know, obviously there's, you're going to, not everybody's going to be appreciative of what you give them or whatever, but that's not why we do it. Right. We do it because we want to help. And whether we have 10 bags full of groceries and eat, and every time we see a person, we give them one bag, maybe nine out of 10 appreciate it. And there's going to be one person that does not I don't want your shit or whatever, you know, but like we just do it because we can and because we want to help people. Like, right, it's and that's that. And that's what it's about. Not oh, remember that time I gave you that um, that bag, man? I need you to take a picture with me now. Like it's not you know, but if people do, you know, like then that's another thing when it comes to giving. I don't give a shit that people post it on you know they make videos and stuff like that. You know, for like Instagram and stuff like that. Like I forget the guy's name, but he has he he's given away like thousands and thousands of tens of thousands of dollars to people, homeless people. Wow. And his, his, his big thing is, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, I don't have, I forgot my wallet. I mean, they're not even being homeless. You know, they just, he just runs into them, right? right. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm really hungry. Can I have some of your food? And he was like, yeah, sure. And they would give him food or whatever. But then like, he's like, you know, why did you help me? And then, you know, just then everyone's like crying watching the video because, you know, then I watched for like 10 of them. And, but like. Um, Instead of going to the gym. <laughs> There's Tony being honest. You know the guy, right? Rob the motiva- motivator or something like that. Know, but like, you know, like shit like that. Like people don't have to do that. They just doing it to do. Yeah. I think there's a, I don't know why you went on a tangent about that, but I do think that there is a selfish thing for helping people. Like you get a yeah. rewarding feeling when you help people out. Yeah. Right. It's like, right. feel, it feels good. So it's like give and take. So I don't think that's just truly, you know, selfless. Well, you can never remove the self from the self, right? I mean, it's like, you know, there's going to be, you're in that situation in some way, you know, and you're right. I mean, when we're generous and kind and do things to other people, it's like, yeah, I get like, I feel good about myself in a different way. And that's another like little, I don't necessarily look for that win, <laughs> but, but if it happens to go along and, you know, and maybe right. If I'm went to the gym feeling good about myself, I'll probably be more inclined to help somebody because I'll be more aware. I'll be more present. I'll be kind of, you know, more in my heart space, if you will, instead of my mind. And uh, maybe I'll go help somebody or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like, right. Our mind opens. I feel On for a- sure it does. At what level do you decide that you don't want to help somebody anymore if they're not reciprocating your thoughtfulness? Like, is there ever a point, had you ever been like to a friend, it's like, I got to walk away because it's not serving me? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I have, I've definitely like, the path that I got on and where I came, where I was before I kind of got on this path, it's like I needed to trade up a lot of friends that, that just weren't, you know, I mean, they're, they're lovely people, great, great guys um, and, and women, but it was just like, I, you know, again, coming back to what we said earlier, it's like, show me your friends and I'll show your future. And I was with a bunch of, I had friends that I kind of got to know when I got out of college and lived in Philadelphia for a while. And, 
I mean, it was just like, it was kind of, you know, I was in my twenties, uh, and we're just like partying and drinking, go to work, make money, you know, buy stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like waste my time, go to the gym, you know, like have some fun. Cause I, you know, I was just lost at that time in my life. And, um, uh, and then like, then shit happened. I was like, Oh wait, I'm going in this direction. And so I started going that direction. It was kind of just naturally, I know that's not, maybe not exactly answering your questions about being generous, but like, I don't know. I think it depends on the circumstance, but if I'm giving myself a, giving my, a lot of my time and not receiving any appreciation of this and that, like, I'm not going to waste my fucking time over there. Cause again, like it's precious. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cause I think it's like one of those things that's either get on board or get left behind. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, yeah, I mean, but you're leaving, you know, exactly. Get on. Yeah. yeah. Get on board with like, with like life who you want to be, the potential that rests inside of you, exploring that potential, you know, going out and go, trying shit, failing, trying again. Like who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's amazing what we can do as human beings, but it takes, I think a lot of people, they think, you know, it's going to happen overnight. It's like, Oh, it's going to six months, this a year, whatever, whatever. And then when you're grinding out for a long, long, long time, making stuff happen or slowly making things happen, the, the patience required to, to do great things is it's very, very challenging. Um, but it's, it's, it's a possible. I mean, it's completely possible. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people see social media and they mm-hmm. see everybody's highlight reels and they think that's winning. They don't realize that somebody had to do that for 10, 20 years or whatever uh, exactly. to get to that point. And it's just like, even like weight loss and weight gain or whatever. Yeah. Like it didn't, you didn't gain a bunch of shit weight overnight and you're not going to lose it overnight. So it's like constantly chipping away, chipping away until you get to your goal. And then you did after, and then once you get reach your goal, it doesn't stop there. You still have to maintain. So like you have to go into maintenance mode. There's always something you're always having to do to constantly improve yourself. And I think a lot of people see, they're just very short sighted with everything. Yeah. I think it's also who you're doing it for. If you're doing it to, you know, to get more babes and you want to be more chiseled, this and that, it's like there, the the bar is always going to change, you know, mm. but if I'm doing this because like, I feel like I feel great when I do this, I want to, you know, accomplish this particular goal. I want to help these people in this way, whatever. It's like, and you're attached to like something that comes from deeper inside of you instead of just, a, you know, social media is just so incredibly destructive because of just it, you know, plays into our lower self, our emotional selves that we can just get so wrapped up in our emotions and, and what those emotions are attached to. And, you know, the rewards that are attached, you know, to us achieving whatever, you know, <laughs> that, that latest trend is, and it just can get really fucked, really, really fucked fast. Especially if, you know, you're, you're, I feel bad for the kids that are like, you know, it's 10, 12, 14, 15, 20 right now. Like growing up with a screen in front of their face. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, that's a, uh, I'm a, what I, I, I wish they would almost put some laws down or something like that. Cause it's just, it's like, you know, what's the, you know, I'm not like, uh, um, or something. Cause it's just like, what's that future? What is our future? We're going to have to face that future. You know, so I wonder what it's doing to them. Like, what do you think it's actually doing to them? Like mentally always being well, on its like, own, like, you know, uh, they're antisocial, antisocial. Like I think yeah. we're losing part of communication like this, like actually communicating, listening, receiving, like, you know, listening is one of the active listening and just really taking people in. It's just such a gift to everybody. 
And it's such a gift to you to just really listen, take somebody in, you know, um, maybe didn't just listen and hold that space instead of like being on your phone or like, you know, introducing yourself into the conversation in some ways that isn't helpful or just kind of one and up. And in some ways it's like, it, it it's, you know, there's, uh, there's, I don't know, there's, there's, I don't know, come back to what you were saying as far as <laughs> social media, what were you, um, Oh, like, I wonder what they, like the long-term effect is going to be like, besides, besides like antisocial and, you know, because my nephew and them, like his friends, they'll just meet up on like a chat, like, you know, like we used to do back in the day, AOL and shit, you know, yeah. like they will just, they'll just get on like whatever app or chat they got or going on and they all just hang out there and talk. And that's why they talk. Like I asked him one day, I go, when is the last time you've been to your friend's house? He's right. Like, or, you know, the one that lives around the corner is like, I don't know. We talk every day on the, we just talk on the, like over phone right. all day. I'm like, oh, okay. See, I think that yeah. the pandemic kind of fucked that part too. Cause I think a lot of people got it comfortable just being in their own space. So now yeah. they're afraid to like step out. Right. And yeah. already the screens and, you know, being on like TikTok and Instagram and all their shit like that is just compounded, you know, everything. Yeah. But, like you were saying, though, I think, like I always tell him, this is my pylon session again, but I'm always like, <laughs> two ears, one mouth, man. Man, I'm working on it so much. Like, that, like you guys have no idea. Like, so, like, I'm, I used to be what you just said, Will. I, I was kind of talking. Oh, you were talking. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> well, I just did it. I just did he it. He was defending <laughs> himself right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, so, it's all so, good. No, no. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Would you like to continue? Yes. So okay, you just sorry. Need, like, I would tell him, like, even when you were talking about in the very beginning about, like, getting better and stuff like that. Like, I'm always harp on, like, man, fucking listen to the podcast. Listen to it. Listen to it. Oh, no, I'm good. No, you're not going to be good, man. You're not going to get better if you're not listening to yourself and listening to other people right. talk. That's how you get better. Yeah. Because, right. like, when right. I'm sitting there editing and I hear him interrupting, I'm like, if it's annoying me and this is my podcast, imagine some random person that fucking listens to it first time. They're going to check out. They're not going to give it another go. Right. So, yeah, you got to. That's what I'm saying. Like. You got to work on every aspect of our life, man. You always want to be getting yeah. better. You don't want to be the same as you were last year. Right. Right. So you're like, so what's one of the skills I've, I've started working on is like the active listening and stuff and being in the conversation. Like you just said, will right. instead of like, you know, being on my phone or whatever. Cause one time I, one of my friends had said something to Tony. He's like, dude, she said that you were on your phone the whole time you were talking, hanging out with her. I'm like, was that really? I didn't think I was. And he was like, I mean, that's what she said. I was like, mm. shit, I paid attention next time. And then, and then now I go out and stuff. Like, I don't really, I try to keep my phone in my pocket usually as much as I can because if I'm especially in a conversation with somebody and the eye contact, like I've been really bad with eye contact my whole life. So it's, it's definitely getting better. But like, you know, before, like I'd be talking to like to my boss or like or whoever, like I really wouldn't be looking at them, so they think I wasn't paying attention or something. You know, yeah, yeah. They're like, dude, are you, are you are you listening? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know everything you said. Like he's like, oh okay, I thought maybe you were you zoned out because you're not even looking in this direction. I'm like, yeah. oh no, 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 no. I promise, I promise. Like I got That's great feedback. You yeah, know what like, I mean? Yeah, that he's even saying that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, man, yeah, I got, I got. I got everything that you just said. I, it's all in my head. Like, yeah. He's yeah. Like, oh, okay. I'm just making sure. Cause everything. And he was like, when my boss was like, everything. Okay. Cause I was like, yeah, everything's great. And he's like, why? And he's like, oh, okay. You just, 
seemed like you weren't there in that whole conversation for like we just had for 10 minutes and like mm. like oh shit <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe ask a question next time or yeah. something. You know what I mean? So now, just like, so, now, no. so now I'm like, like this. Like, I, I just, I just do like this. Like when, when I'm talking, to, like, talking to him, like, like a creepy stare. So like, I just, I just kind of have to like, what was you. that movie smile or whatever? Fuck you, Will. Yeah, fuck you too. Oh, no, God. but like, no, like, so now I'm just like, so I look at him like, uh, like I'll be talking to him like, yeah. Are you listening or you're trying to focus so hard you're not even paying attention? No, to what I'm, I'm doing both. I'm doing both. I'm paying attention even more and I'm listening. I'm listening not to talk. What is it? Wait. Listening not to respond? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, one thing that really do helped do me. That a lot, though, still. I know. I work. Dude. Dude. No, you're not working on it. I am. I, I am. listen to every podcast. I know you don't. I've been working on it. Your idea of working on it is not the idea of everybody else is working on. <laughs> you need. A, I, I don't know if you're in the psychedelics at all, Will, but I keep telling him. Yeah. I'm like, man, you need to fucking do some mushrooms or ayahuasca or something, man. We need to fucking fix yeah. this shit. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have. I, one thing, you know, before I would like to talk a little about psychedelics, but one, two things that, well, one thing that really helped me uh, listen more intently was a, a quote that one of my friends uh, said to me. He's like listen so intently that you disappear. And I was like, whoa. Right. And I said, that was like 10 years ago. Right. Listen so intently that you disappear. And I heard this like 10 years ago and, uh, and that just stayed with me. And, and therefore when I realized when I was kind of falling out of a conversation or whatever, I would just be like, no, no, no. Like, don't like think about what I'm going to say next. Like, just listen, 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 ask a question, like just listen. And, and it's such a gift when you listen too, because not only like do you actually receive, you know, potential wisdom or thoughts or whatever, or creativity, but um, the, when you're really actively listening, people just open up even more and they go further and they go further because there's this bond, this, you know, weird kind of esoteric, you know, in the background kind of bond that's connecting through our heart and our mind. And you can just really jive with somebody and you, you don't have to say anything sometimes. And they're just like, you know, things just really start to blossom in some ways so it's 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 a real gift to actively listen for sure i mean but we're also like i think what creates that environment to learn to actively list is like you know focusing like getting to know your breath meditating like you know like getting understanding that you know our mind is like it's a machine and if we haven't tweaked and fixed and fine-tuned the machine like fuck man it can it can really that's what, you know, one thing coming back to those phones, it's like New York Times wrote an article, I think it was in 2018 or 2019, and they, they it was called um, Most Positive, this is executive quote, check, we got it. Uh, it says, um, keep your head up, how um, how phones are ruining, ruining our manners and our moods. Keep your head up, right? And the one term that I really enjoyed, this, he called it monomaniacal obliviousness. And this is what phones are creating right now, right? Monomaniacal. So it's like one mind. So you're only thinking of yourself, right? Obliviousness, meaning like you're completely oblivious to anyone else around you, what they're doing, how they're feeling, what the world's doing, right? And that's what's happening to our phones. But it's like also when we, um, when we're on our phones, I don't know where our phone is right now because I hide it, right? Because I don't want to even fucking see the thing, right? I'm like doing this, right? I'm going to actively listen, right? <laughs> um, uh, it also, like when we, we drop our chin, we depress our spine, Therefore, we begin to depress our energy. We have like a very myopic 
view because they've shown like a big difference in people's attitudes just going from like a like say a 12 inch screen to like a three inch screen like, like our focus even narrow and narrows even more on ourselves and whatever and then the oblivious obliviousness kind of occurs even worse um there's just a lot that it's doing i mean it's creating what's called like uh like a tech hunch or like postural kyphosis like you see in people like you know i've seen you know uh, women in my, in my class that it just, you can see they've been on their phone for so long and now they're trying to stretch themselves out, um, you know, to kind of release some of that unnecessary tension. It's just, there's a lot of terrible things that are happening with it. Have you seen that Volkswagen commercial where the guy's on his phone and he's oblivious to everything that's happening around him? He like doesn't hold the door for a guy that's on crutches. And then like, he like is like being obnoxious, like laughing out loud in front of these people. Like they're trying to, they're sitting on a park bench and then this Volkswagen comes and then it's got like some auto stop type thing when it notices people and he gets upset that the people almost hit him, but he's the one walking in traffic because he's down, <laughs> head down on his phone. Just like exactly. that. Exactly. That's that. That's the example of monomaniacal obliviousness right there. It's like world revolves around me. I'm yeah. the sun. You know, it's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's hap- it's 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 like uh it's crazy. I'm going to have a lot of work to do over all these years. <laughs> so, what do you think about the state of men today? It's a great question. I uh I think there is a willingness to change that's happening right now. Um uh I think we have a real far 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 way to go. But there are some like, you know, major influencers, you know, like say like Jack Willick or, or uh, Willink or, or Rogan and um, all these like big names, Wim, Wim Hof. And, and I think they're starting to show what masculine can look like or what men can be like, you know, and, and, and it's amazing when they, the things that they're doing, because it's not typical, like, you know, hyper masculine behavior. Right. It's like being generous, being kind, being patient, working out, like listening, you know, being patient with other people. Uh, so uh, and that's that's thankfully, you know, because of technology, you know, a lot of this new way of kind of being a, a man, like being a fool. Like we had this dude on we've had this uh, these guys in the show. They wrote a book called Reinventing Masculinity and uh, great book. I mean, they're incredible to interview. And plus they this is early, like I think in season one or two. Um, and they really kind of woke John and I up to like a lot of things we need to be aware of, like where men are. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard the term toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. Um, you know, and that's just like, you know, and God, we said that on the show a few times and fuck man, was it super inflammatory for a lot of people, you know? And it's like, and you know, but we kind of, put a disclaimer on that, that term or not disclaimer, just like, you know, it's like what makes men toxic are continually exuding the same behaviors, falling into the same emotional patterns of like anger, frustration, rage, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, being petulant and, you know, never asking for help, never asking for directions and just like being a know-it-all trying to conquer everybody all the time, you know, like control the situation. Like this would be traits of, of, uh, of toxic masculinity, what they call it in the book, reinventing masculinity is, uh, they call it confined masculinity because you're just, you're only, lim- you're only limiting yourself to a-, a few ways of being where 
they go on later in the book and, and to talk about what liberating masculinity looks like, uh, which you have, still have all those things, the anger, the rage and this and that, you know, but like you've also brought in kindness, generosity, like, you know, being nurturing to other people, being kind, you know, uh, um, and then, and it's funny, as you bring those things in, you see like how of some of those other behaviors I mentioned earlier are just, they don't help anybody. <laughs> you know, they just don't help anybody. I mean, so where men are today, like, um, uh, I think it's like, we're at this incredibly important inflection point, I feel, where, you know, it's just getting more craziness, more craziness, more craziness, you know, but then at the same time, it's like, we're, you know, the... I guess a, a, the new modern man, if you will, that, you know, is still like no less of a fucking dude at all, you know, or a brother, but like can step up in a situation um, and doesn't have to fight, maybe settle the dispute another way or yeah, we're in a really fascinating time right now. And I love doing this work um, with John and, and other men that we're continually collaborating with. Um, Cause it's just, it's sad. I mean, the, the, I forget what the suicide rate is for men right now, but it's, it's high. I mean, look at the the veterans' suicide rate is like twenty two a day, and I'm sure most of them are men that are committing those acts of violence to themselves. It's wild. So, do you what? Do you, what would your advice be to a guy that has suicidal thoughts? Oh fuck, dude! Like, I'm, I'm number one. I'm not a therapist, but uh, again, like I think we said earlier, you can call that like what nine eight eight. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this yeah. new, you know, they call that fucking nine, eight, eight, you know, and just like we said, or just fucking talk to somebody, just talk to somebody or like, you know, like <laughs> hit me up. Like, I'll talk to you. Like, I just want to, you know, I can't, I mean, I, um, just, just don't be afraid to ask for help. Like this is the number one thing that I've continually see and be identified with groups of men is the unwillingness to act for help, ask for help. And by doing so, what, what happens? It leads to more loneliness. So you're alone with your thoughts. You're not connecting in a meaningful human way, which is very important for people. You know, we need to, I love, I mean, you guys are virtual, but like we're, we're hanging out here. We're having, a, you know, we're, there's like a vibe that's happening amongst us, but in a positive way. I mean, yeah. So call 988, get some help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay. We'll let that shit go. You can cry. You can, <laughs> it's okay to fucking be a human being. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's sad that some people, that's the alternative they think to ending the pain that they're feeling is to be gone. Because that, yeah. like it it may solve it for them, but then us that are left behind are like, what the fuck, man? But then there's nothing you can possibly do to quell that noise inside somebody's head, especially if they're not open to telling you there's yeah. these demons yeah. going on in there. Yeah. And the whole thing to like make a man feel weak because he's dealing with shit is that's ridiculous. That's what should be oh, like yeah. what they should be screaming instead of toxic masculinity. Right. Like right. that kind of shit is the issue. Like, I think the whole thing with people is I think we all need each other. I think women and men need each other. And I think we need to stop this bickering back and forth because I, at the end of the day, like say like aliens came down, not saying aliens are bad, but if aliens came down, <clears throat> and they were trying to fight people. They're not going to be like, "Oh, you're a man, you're a woman. We're only going to take care, of the, take out the men." No, they're going to take out anybody that's not like them, more than likely. Right. So I think we as people would bond to, or bound together, you know. And I just think that more people just need to have a little more more empathy and love and compassion. Yeah, 
Exactly. Well, it's and like I, they, no, go ahead, yeah. Will. No, no, no. After you, it's like they sit. Remember on Fresh and Fit, Tony, that clip you sent us, where they asked the girls that were at the on their podcast if a man cries to you, what happens? They're like, mm. oh, I just look at him weaker and I leave him. No, that's not it. Oh, well, you actually I, sent the clip. Oh, I sent the. Oh, but the clip was that they said. Would you like a man that cried? And the women were like, yes. And the guy's like, no, you would not. You would not think of him the same way if he cried. And I think it's case by case. It depends on the person. I was going to say, if my if someone dear to me is passing, like, phew, like I mean, what am I going to be like? Yeah. Oh, I can't look. I'm like a week in front of my guy friends. So then I'm <laughs> yeah. really fucking friends if, <laughs> if they yeah. won't let me cry when someone near and dear to me passes. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, you're not the kind of guy I want to hang out with. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like, a lot of people. I mean, it's like, why do you have tear ducts if you're not supposed to cry? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, what happens when we hold that shit in? You get mass right? shootings. That's, that. well, we, mass shootings, right? Or, or like, the, or you know, we just we just we roll in it with a deeper state of like regret and sabotage and all that stuff that comes up by by not, you know, one thing. One way I like to speak of emotions, it's like emotions, energy, and motion, right? So if you don't express that emotion, right, and you push it down, push it down, push it, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And then it sits in the organ somewhere, sits in your body somewhere. And it's just slowly like till, you know, God, come back. I've never been to AA, right? (laughs) I don't have an alcohol problem, but their program is solid. Like one of the things that they do, I don't know what step it is, but you need to go apologize to everybody that you've wronged over Mm, all these years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But getting that, get that shit out. Why? I mean, because it's like a cleanse. It's a cleanse. And then you're just no longer holding on to whatever that thing from potentially a long time ago has been messing with you. And then once you get rid of that, it's like you clear that and then something else is there because it just, it'll just now the layers are, you know, coming back to the surface, back to the surface. And what, what happened? What kind of man are you when you're free of all that stuff? Like that's, that's like that, that's, a, that's the incredible potential. We're fucking powerful as men. And we're, we're even more powerful when we're, we're together yeah. in like in a fucking space. It's like, it, I'm, I love hanging out with guys. Like I love, I've done some all men's retreat and it's amazing what starts to happen. And it's, it's like, it's, it's so enriching and so rewarding to, you know, t- to be in that space with other guys that are just like, yeah, man, we're fucking brothers. Like, this is cool. <laughs> you know, uh, I also think like a lot of guys, just like normal, like, you know, that they don't want to say anything to a, to somebody because if that person they went to sit something to runs and tells other people, yeah. like you know they everyone might start judging him or whatever. That's why I think a lot of guys just keep it inside, and because they don't want to be judged. Even though, even though the guy you're talking to may have the same issue as you, then also you know then you, can, you guys can figure it out, right? But dude, right. I feel the same way about that shit. I'm glad you said something. I thought I was the only one, you know. And boom, that right. shit's starting to happen. People, you know, they're working, they're getting together, but like. I think overall, most guys don't want to say shit because they don't want people to fucking look at them lesser. Well, yeah, it's like one of the things that's identified in a lot of these books on masculinity is, I guess, the the second one, like not asking for help is like not to be perceived as weak. Mm. Like, that's a big one. I mean, I I should really like I don't have all these chapters marked right now, but he in this book, this is like long live men. Um, this is the guy we're having on the show tomorrow. Nice. Uh, he, he breaks it down beautifully as far as like, you know, how modern men are kind of wired. 
you know, uh, as far as like from coming from that confined masculine space that I talked about earlier. And it's like, don't ask for help, you know, always look like you're in control, show no weakness. Um, um, uh, I forget, like, you know, try to control the situation. It's fascinating. And it's just like, and just imagine, you know, or like I've been that guy. Right. And, and I'm sure you guys in some situations have been that person too. It's like, just to uphold that standard fucks us. You know what I mean? Cause then we're all like captured, you know, um, um, in this lie together, this way of being together that is completely unsaid, but we know it's like, Hey, you're going to get out of line. You're going to fucking cry. Oh, 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 he's weak. Oh, you're out of the, tri-. you know what I mean? Yeah. And one of the biggest things as, as human beings too, it's important for us to be part of the tribe and by being shamed out of the tribe. And that's another big thing that guys do. It's just shame. We shame each other all the time to get back in line. And it's like, and what are we, how are we actually supporting each other's like social, emotional, like well being, as well as like, you know, how I'm able to find out who I am if I'm sitting in this incredibly hetero masculine norbit of all the time. (laughs) I mean, it's really, it could be a very, very vicious cycle. And um, that's why we're seeing so many mass shootings, uh, you know, suicides, like it's mental health crisis. So, I mean, we didn't have a fucking nine, eight, eight until what last year, two years ago, something uh-huh. brand new. That's yeah. how deep, that's how important it is. They fucking put money out there for nine, eight, eight. And I'm saying, I think it's great. Just talk to somebody, ask for help. But it's like, that's how we devolved as a society right now. So Whew. that's rough, man. I'm sorry if I'm being a little. No, being no, you're good. You're good. Uh, what do you think? Like a happy balance is then, or how do you like balance out? Like, what, like, like if you're what? not gonna be, like, I guess me being too harsh, <laughs> and then how yeah. do you be like uh, have enough compassion? Like, I'm okay, not like yeah. that with everybody. I don't want you to think I'm like that. I'm not with like this with no. just anybody in general. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like, how would you approach somebody like Raul if you were I, a buddy? I, I'd be like, how can I help? Like, what can I do to help? But like, you know, our, our first ask is like, so, you know, you said X, Y, and Z, you know, that I want to do all these things and accomplish all these things. And, you know, as your brother, like, these are the results that I've seen. These are the complaints mm-hmm. you've made. This is the things you've done. It's like, you know, like, I want you to accomplish those goals too. What can I do to help you? You know, um, so that that's something... Um, you know, one, I would like not, uh, you know, hold your tongue instead of saying something negative or, or, or shame in some way. And I, Tony, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Cause like, <laughs> I, I understand that fucking, t- you know, so it's just like, maybe, you know, but watch maybe how, what happens, Tony, if you start to change with, with Raul, watch how Raul might respond and, and, and get on with those goals a little bit differently too. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying, you guys are brothers. We can figure this out. <laughs> I always say you should want to do it for yourself, not for me. Yeah. But this is the thing, too. Like, uh, I've yeah. noticed that, like, a lot of times he'll want to accomplish something for somebody else's thing. So, like, his oh, friend's well. getting married in September. So now it's like why he's wanting to get in shape. But it's like you should want to get in shape for yourself, not mm. for somebody else. Mm. That's why I say it yeah. all goes back to the mental. You got to figure out why you're not loving yourself enough to want to do this for you instead of for somebody else. And I'm not a therapist because you always tell me that. (laughs) 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 Tell us about your your therapist. 
Man, fuck that guy, dude. The guy I asked him questions and he quit after three seconds. No, no, no. It was going really <laughs> well. The guy would not talk. Like he would. Uh, I was like, oh, the, after the first one, he's like, okay, so you know, we need to start wrapping it up. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Uh, he's like, I'll go ahead and I'll get on. I went to BetterHelp.com, you know, and did that way. Is that hmm. the website? I think so. And like, oh, so it was, t- it was a tele session. Yeah. So like, account, so yeah. the first one was just me talking. He he wasn't saying shit. Second one was pretty much the same thing. And then the third one was exactly the same as the second time. I was like, okay, I don't know if this guy might, maybe he's brand new or maybe it's just me, but I think I need to find somebody different. But don't they probably, I've never been to a therapist, but don't they probably need to figure you out before they can start diagnosing you? So you answer a bunch of questions like on this, on the website or on, yeah, on the website. And then like. What they, one of the questions is, what are you looking to get out of this therapy? With mm-hmm. you know, and then they will assign a therapist to you. Like, it depends on what how you've answered the questions and like what your end goal is and what your issues are and stuff like that is who they bring, like who they'll give your case to. And then you can always say, like, oh, I didn't like that guy or this or that or the lady or whatever. But this guy, man, he, I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't down with it. Might not be your therapist. That's all. But yeah. my whole thing, like, though, there's different, so many different kinds. Yeah. My whole thing was he always told me he didn't need therapy. So why are you getting therapy if you don't need therapy? Don't do it to appease me. I'm not doing it to appease you. But you said you don't need therapy, though. I have said that. I have said that. Well, I have said that. I, I think that everybody could get some benefit out of just talking to somebody. Yeah. That's there for you. You know, I, I swear. I mean, I was in therapy. Uh, for like seven years with kind of the same guy who would just sit there and I would just fucking like, you know, I got to, after maybe a year, I was like, I realized I'm like, this fucking guy works for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I kind of flip him like after, you know, maybe it's nine months or a year or something like that. I was like, all right, so I've been doing this for a while. You've been hearing a lot of my stuff. Um, you know, he was definitely helpful in some ways. I'm like, so what's my major problem and what can I do about it? <laughs> and he just like, I flipped the script. I'm like, you know, cause I was like, literally I pay you. you <laughs> yeah, no. like, <laughs> so exactly. So I, you know, he asked me, you know, so one of the first questions he asked me on the first therapy session was, so what are you looking to like, what, is, what, what brought right. you like to, to get therapy? And I was like, well, I have this mindset that I want to change. And, you know, I always give up on things and I rather, I want to learn, maybe we can figure out how I can change that. Like, and he was like, oh, okay. And then it'd be like a minute silence. I think, I don't know what he was doing, but like, whatever. And then he was like, oh, okay. Uh, so you want to change your mind? I'm like, yeah, I go, I go, I go, what? So you just, in my head, I'm thinking this dude literally just told me exactly what I just told him. But in a different way. Yeah, I think maybe it got punked. <laughs> well, I'm, exactly. I'm sitting there, I'm like, but I already, I already paid for the whole month because you can you do it once a week, you know? And I was like, I'm, I'm going to use up the therapy and, I'm, and then I'm just going to go a different way. So then I hit my uncle up. I didn't know he was in India this whole time. So he hit my uncle up when he finally got back. Um, and he said that I said, Hey, I need, I need to talk to somebody about some stuff. And he's like, Oh, okay. You know, I really don't know many people left that are practicing, but I do know this one girl. And he sent me the girl's info. And I, I looked at the name. I was like, I know this girl, I think. So I went to Facebook <laughs> and I was like, doc, I was like, doc, we got my uncle doc. I was like, 
this is, I know her. It's not, it's I not, slept with her in high school. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, it's so, not going to yeah, work. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, tell me, you know, tell us that, hey, I was like, I'm not going to call her. Like, I was like, I need somebody else. He's like, all right, give me, give me like a week. I got you. Because he was like, well, then and he come back. He was like, I, I don't know anybody. Like, he was like, uh, you know, everyone I know is done retired now. And he, I was like, well, keep your eye out, ear, listen for somebody and let me know. He's like, all right. <coughs> Did you reach out to Zellner's guy? Zellner's guy. Oh, I forgot all about that. I'll need, I'll need to hit him up because I hit up our friends, one that she gave me that day when yeah. she was over here. And uh, she's not taking you as a, a new clients or patients or whatever it's called. Um because as soon as who goes to her voicemail, it says, I'm not, I am currently not taking you, you know, the message. And then if this is an emergency call 911, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, I do want, I want to find somebody that, that I can click, you know, where we have a good conversation and, you know, yeah. it helps me or, or, or her, whatever it is, or I mean, whoever it is, but like, I don't want to just have to sit there and talk the entire time and you don't say shit back. And when you do say shit back, it's exactly what I told you, but in a different sense. Yeah. Well, there's different types of therapy too. I mean, you can might just go down a different, you know, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. you know, that sounds like kind of right up your alley. Uh, you know, and there's other one, I mean, the, the one there's kind of classic, you know, the one you're experiencing, is just like, there's listen and hold space and you know, try not to fall asleep or something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I guess it's like dating in some ways too. You just gotta keep you know shopping around, <laughs> so you're that gonna jive with, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't stop at uh, just one. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say not give up. I mean, I think you're gonna see a lot of rewards just to have someone to talk to. Again, like we said from the very top, right? I mean, yeah, it's amazing when we connect as human beings. Well, yeah, that's yeah. one of that. So that was part. Of, that's one of the things I wrote down on my paper. You know, my mental part was to you know, hire a therapist that I like and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Do you think if he was like more consistent with the gym, that would make him more inclined to want to get other aspects cleared up? hundred percent. hundred percent. Like, how do you get to that point though? If you are not mentally ready, what do you, but you know, you need to do it, but you're not able to like get the click. You mean like, you know, two days versus four days kind of thing? Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I would say, you know, hey, just just start with two, three. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going these days and just like, again, put it on your calendar. Like you have the calendar next to the goal sheet. It's yeah. like on Thursday, two o'clock gym, whatever. Saturday, one o'clock gym and go. And then, and then just stack those wins for a few weeks, two days a week. Right. And you just like, again, building that confidence. Like, oh, fuck, man. You know, and I'm like, I'm feeling better at myself because like I'm going to the gym on a regular basis. I'm honoring my word. I mean, we fucking break our word. It's like we just sabotage ourselves and all sorts of like fuckery, if you will. You know, it's no, like we right. just, all the bad habits come out. So maybe you start with two. Uh, and then after like three weeks, it's like, I'm going to go to three. You know, and then I, I, I don't know, just doors, doors start to open in our mind. When we literally start walking, you know, through different doors in our lives, mm. like it, it's just, it's just, it's just a different metaphor or a different way of, of yeah. either here, here or in here. It's like, you know, if you're just continually roaming around the same hallways in your mind and in your life, it's like, you know, you're, they say in, in the Buddhist tradition, they're called Sankara and um, Sankara, it's an agrarian term that means rut, 
right? So that's how you'd plant like seeds. Like they continue to plow with your old school plow, you know, um, and, you know, put the seeds down and, and, uh, um, the same way if water runs continually through the same, you know, rock, it'll eventually just go really deep, 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 deep. So, so I liked how they equate that to the human mind, because if we keep running the same patterns of being and doing things, then we get so deep, uh, um, you know, it, our neurology becomes like so thickened, right? There's, there's something around, I have a degree in bio. I love fucking studying physiology and shit and neurology. You know, it's a mylar sheath that kind of protects like the circuitry, the electrical wires of the brain, if you will. Like they get hardened. They just, or they not hardened, like they're able to change. But the more you keep running down and plant and just keep running through that same rut, we continually, it's harder to get out of those patterns. So you're like a critical 43. You're at a great point right now where you can really, you know, another five, six, seven, eight years just gets harder Yeah, because it's like, you know, all the habits are just have enslaved you. So now, did you notice a change in your like maturity level when you got a, a what age would you say? Cause I've heard some guys don't mature until like 46, which is crazy to me. I think you said it was 38, right? When you heard I, that I started thing? like, I, yeah, 38 is when I started cleaning my shit up. Um, uh, and I think like, you know, my, a lot my meditation has helped a lot with that. Cause I, I really, you know, it just helps. I'm just sitting with myself when I meditate and, uh, uh, yeah, it's like, so I think it was, um, and into my forties, I just got, yeah, I just got more primed, you know, I just kept just little refinement, little, little, little refinement, little refinement, little refinements. And there's uh, definitely some things, a lot of things that I can do a little bit better here and there, but like, I'm very happy overall, like where I am right now and the things that I'm doing, you know, but like, do I want to, you know, do more things and, and grow and this, of course I do. But I think I have a, a really solid foundation right now. And it's like, maybe that's it, you know, right? Well, just, you know, think of it as that. It's like, you know, you're putting the first brick of your foundation down. Mm. And and then you're able to build other bricks around that over time. So, I don't know. Yeah, because they always <laughs> ask people, uh, what what's your idea of happiness? Or are you happy? And like me personally, I would say I'm happy, but I'm not content. Like, there's, I always want more. Like there's a lot of stuff that I want to accomplish. Like, like on the outside looking in, it looks like I have, you know, I have a good job. I, I have a house and stuff like the necessity type stuff. You know, I have all that, but there's stuff that in this world that I want to do. I just not just, I'm just not like, okay, this is it. Right. Like I think we're designed more to do than most of us do. Talk about like you want to, tra- like you're traveling. Well, just there's just, other, there's, there's a lot of stuff that too. I want to do. You know, I'm just not. Like I said, I'm ha- I'm a happy person, but I'm not content. I mean, I'm I'm not like just okay. Complacent. This is uh, this is this is it. I'm just, I'm set. Yeah, and I think a lot of times some people just become content with just getting by, and the, me that's not me personally. And I should that's something I need to work on. It like the way I think about things is not the way somebody else is going to think about it. So I yeah. need to stop looking at things from my lens. Also, that's yeah. something I need to work on. Because, like, maybe he is happy with his life. That's not the life I want to live. And, like, maybe he's saying that he wants his stuff because he thinks that's what he, I want to hear. But if it's not, then don't say that's what you want. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess be honest with yourself and be honest. Yeah. You know, then you'll be more inclined to be honest, you know. Um, but, yeah, what is it? You know, it's like, what, what do you want? Right? What's one thing that can get you a little closer? You know what I mean? To what that you really want, you know? 
I'm not sure. I want to, I do want to get better. Like I'm not better, but like, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to get a better in better shape for sure. Because I do have more confidence when I'm in better shape. I know that. And, you know, that's probably the, one of the blocks that you were just saying. I need to start with that, the seed, start with that. Right. Yeah. Get that going. And then other things will start happening. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just start one. Start one. Start with and, it, and accomplishable. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, I mean, and, it, and it's like two seems like your minimum, right? How, how many days in a row, how many weeks in a row did you do two days a week? What now? Oh, uh, I've been on. I've been on a. I've been on relaxing for a while, a little while now. Um, <laughs> Still hibernating. Right? <laughs> no, um, it's the winter time, right? <laughs> I mean, I can definitely do. I can. No, that's not the question he asked. He said, "How many weeks did you do? Two weeks or two days?" Oh, this last. One. <laughs> so one. one. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, we're, okay. Okay. I mean, so oh, my bad. I, re- I understood it wrong. You aren't listening. I was no. I- <laughs> um so okay you did one week with two right i mean yeah well, it's tuesday this week like can you do two more this week <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely gonna do it i'm gonna because I mean, your program is four right yeah i'm gonna shut you know what? I like you, Will. I'm not. This doesn't really go to you. I, this is what I told I'm you. I'm gonna shut both of y'all up. I know, I'm not you, though, Will. You cool? I told no, him up, dude. I said, send me a text. I said, if do it for anything to shut me the fuck up, man. Like I wouldn't <laughs> want to hear my fucking mouth all the time. <laughs> it's a good point. Good like, point. I would. I would do something just to prove somebody wrong. And man, you sure do do that shit. Like not against me or anything. But I'm just saying, like, like if somebody says I can't do something, watch. <laughs> He's gonna be there. Fucking, I can't remember what it was, but somebody said he, somewhere he didn't want to go, but to make a point, he went. It was like uh, maybe like five months ago, and I was like, "Are you really going?" He's like, "I don't want to, but I just have to." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm big on my word. Like sometimes, yeah. like I, yeah. like if I say something, and I'm like, "Fuck," I think about it later. Like I don't really don't want to do it, but word is everything to me. So if I'm not keeping a word, like I even told him, I was like, "Would you trust yourself?" Like, if you can't keep your word to yourself, why would I trust you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, we're you shouldn't let yourself down. Like, don't put shit out. And then he's really big on social media, like, posting all this shit, and he'll get some comments from people. I'm like, just do it, man. Like, who cares what those other people are thinking and saying? Just fucking yeah. do it for yourself. Yeah. Because then if people see you, they're going to be like, oh, no. you're not you're not doing what you said you were doing online. Then yeah. you got that shame from that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I had a friend hit me up the other day, or I think, I don't know what day it was, but he hit me up and he was like, you know, he was like, oh, man, you know, I enjoy listening to the podcast. It's so funny and this and that. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate you always <laughs> listening to all the episodes and stuff. And and then he was like, he was like oh, yeah, it's been a day, though. And I go... You know, I was asking, I was like, everything okay? You know, he's like, oh man, you know, I, um, I kind of slipped back into some old habits and, you know, mm-hmm. I've gained half my weight and I just told him, I was like, dude, look, it, it that's, that's fine. I think that I'm the same way, but like, I'm all or nothing and that's not the key. And that's one thing that we're going to have to do to, to, to help each other, because if you want to do it. Just, just start with a few little things that I wrote. I told him, you know, to do like what I'm started doing, you know, today. And I was like, um, this is all we have to do. And it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. 
And I exactly. told him, showing I told, up. Just yeah, you know, the fuck I was, up. and then, you know, I told, you know, Tony's always told me, I was like, dude, you don't have to go on these weird, strange things you create just to make it, just to do it because you can do it. But like, all you got to do is just go to the gym three or four times, lift heavy weights, push heavy shit, and just eat be consistent, eat less. Yeah. Those are the three things he said. That's only said yeah. to me. And I pretty much told my friend, I was like, Hey, look, all you got to do. So look, let's start, let's start on Monday or Tuesday, whichever you want to do. And he's like, and I'll do it with you. And this way you can hit me up. I can hit you, you know, and see how we're, how we're at. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I just told pretty much told him, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, starting. And I, I, I can't, I can read him and just pull it up. Yeah. But why are this you willing is, to do that for somebody else, but not for yourself? That's all I was getting. I was getting that. I was like, I don't know. But like, I think maybe I was like, shit, you know what? How am I going to give advice to somebody on how to get some weight off if I'm not even taking my own advice? So then I was, yeah, like, exactly. and I was yeah, like, you yeah, know yeah. what? Like, I can't, I, I need to, I need to fucking, I need to do it. I need to get back on it. I need to start again. And, you know, that's what I'm doing. Well, I think it could also, it sounds like you have a potentially an excellent accountability buddy there too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, you tell me what's up, or how, what, what your plan is, you know, and I'll text you or do whatever. And, yeah. you know, that could be one way to just like, again, it's like, it, it's two minds coming together. A third mind is formed, you know, and that, that's the, like, that's what Napoleon Hill says. It's like, and in that space is like where a new potential could begin, you know, new habits can be let go of and new shit can begin to flourish or something. So, yeah, I told, I told him, uh, I just told him like, I'm just planning on working like eight to 10,000 steps a day, um, lift three to four times a week and then use walking as my cardio or sometimes elliptical, but mm-hmm. like, and there's, on, and I was like, you don't have to give up any food, just eat less of the foods you enjoy the most. So like, yeah. For me, it'd be like if I got like a Domino, like Domino's pizza or something like instead of eating the entire thing, eat like three fourths of it. <laughs> Good luck with the rest of that pie sitting in front of you. Yeah, let's just not get Domino's. yeah, yeah. You know what? I just started thinking about what I was saying. I was like, yeah, it's not going to work. But you guys know what I'm saying. Like you can get you can have the things, but just don't have as much of it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I meant. Well, they like, always say if you're going to cheat, do it outside your home. Don't bring it home with you. There you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I told him. And he, I was like, the more, the more you overcomplicating it, the harder it'll be for you. But then sometimes I'm like, why do you want to eat the shit that you know is going to make you feel like shit? It's like, there are, oh, the food is so manipulated mm-hmm. as far as like the sugar and the fat, like it hits this, what they call a bliss point in your brain where it's just like, you're just like, oh my God, that's so good. I need more. Like you're at, it's like another, you know, just like almost social media, you're just addicted to it because it's creative, created addictively, you know? So you're just like more and more and more and more and more. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough to get out of those patterns, man. I mean, I, I stopped, uh. You know, I don't buy shitty food at my place. Like, I, I don't have any. Like, if I, so, what I've what I've done for like sugar and that kind of stuff is I'll get blueberries or grapes or apples. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, and they're all healthy foods. I mean, I, like, I enjoy the, you know, the sugar in that. Um, not like I'm a big sugar person, but like, I, I just I don't want sweets around because I know I'll just I don't really keep any beer in my fridge. Like, <laughs> I just like start. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just I'll just start. Oh, why not? I'll have one and then. Um, you know, feel start feeling like crap the next day, and the likelihood of me doing what I wanted to do is is diminished significantly. Potentially, I don't know. It's like they say, like when you go to the grocery store, you're supposed to shop outside the aisles. 
You don't want to go to the middle aisle, so that's where all the processed bullshit's at generally. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> dairy and the eggs and the yeah. vegetables and the fruit and stuff. Like I that. wonder why it's set up like that. Because they want to trap you. And that's like they say, like, the boxes have, like, are, like, eye level for kids. It's not for the parents. Oh, yeah. And that's, they, that's why true. they'll have eyes on the thing because it connects with the kids. So it's, like all marketing. Boxes, yeah, it's all yeah. marketing bullshit, man. Manipulation, yeah. They're smart what they're doing. Well, they've also scientifically proven that you drink more alcohol if you're looking at the color red. So, like, really? by like eight, or, eight or ten years ago, Buffalo Wild Wings changed the inside of their uh, the interior of their locations. So, behind yeah. the bar, there was this red strip. Like, it was like probably you know it's, it's big, you know, like a part of yeah, the wall. Yeah. So, everyone that was sitting there would always stare at it. And I asked one wow. of my friends, I was a manager there. I was like, why do y'all do that? And he was like, oh, that's something that they, you know, these smart people figured out that you drink more when you see that certain kind of, certain type of red. I'm wow. Like, huh. Okay. I was it's like, not I just, the Kansas City Reds, not the Kansas City Reds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So think, can, can you tell us about mindfulness? Yeah. What do you want to know about it? So I remember my friend, she used to always like do this like, she wanted to do like hugs, like certain kind of hugs or something. Is that a mm. part of it too? Like no, with the breathing, I, mean, I guess she would like breathe in or something. And then, I don't know. She was kind of weird. Nah, he's about the mindfulness without the hippie shit. No, <laughs> I mean like you know, hey, <laughs> that's how we set it up on the on the show, right? It's yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> thanks, right? I think it's my. Um, there's a lot of different practices of mindfulness, right? But at it's, uh, and I think that's what's important to know. It's like mindfulness is a practice. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, mindfulness can take on many different forms. Like meditation is one of them. Um, you know, learning to, you know, uh, express and receive and perceive things with gratitude, another mindfulness practice. Um, you know, getting to know your breath. Another, you know, that can be an aspect of mindfulness, but at its base level, um, what in any one of those circumstances that I just mentioned, you're, uh, you become more aware of what you're focusing on moment to moment, non-judgmentally, right? So you're not like putting all your labels over top of like, you know, everything all the time, which keeps you away from, you know, the, the objective nature of just the world around us. Um, and when we're very objective with, um, you know, what's in, pr- in front of us, we have a greater opportunity to, you know, navigate through that situation. So it's more effective for us or whatever's involved. Um, so uh, th- that's like kind of, and it's nutshell uh, of what, what mindfulness is, but again, it's a practice because we're so incredibly, manipulated and distracted all the time from food that we talked about the social media and stuff like that. And we're also being programmed in a lot of ways. I mean, with this, all this different various means of content that is, I can see AI is making even like 10 times more addictive. Um, uh, it's going to help us to, again, we talked about Sankara earlier, get out of those patterns, become aware of those patterns, start to make changes. Um, and, but it, you got to take practice, like, cause you know, you need to program yourself in a different way. Mm. So like, uh, you know, what I say, um, or what I, a great practice to start is just getting to know your breath, you know, like, just like, let's just take a few breaths now, shall we? Let's take a few breaths now and just see how we feel. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah. How do you do it? 
Good. All right. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to get in touch with our, we're going to try to take a deep breath here. Okay. Uh, so really typically what happens, um, especially as if we haven't practiced or we don't really know our breath, we only really breathe as, as, as high as like the top of our chest. Mm-hmm. Right. And even when we do breathe and we try to take a deep breath, you might see your shoulders kind of move or something like that. So what we're trying to do is actually take the breath like down into our belly. So maybe bring your hands on your belly. Right. And, and just know that it's not uh, the, we have, from a very early age, the way we breathe, we breathe like our whole body starts to breathe. When we get to like five, six, seven, we've been to socialize and things that are, our, our breath can shift. So, uh, therefore when we're, when our breath begins to only go maybe as low as like the very middle or the top of the sternum, then it's more likely that we're in this state of fight or flight and we're like easily angered, anxious and stressed out and stuff. But we drop the breath down deeper with our breathing, we get to know our breathing, then we can really start to take control of situations. So uh, hand in your belly and uh, let's just exhale the breath out. So let's push the breath out through your mouth. And see if you can kind of pull your belly in and push the breath all the way out. And let's take an inhale through the nose and then see if you can get your kind of your belly to fill and kind of like a horizontal breath. And let's exhale out through your mouth. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah, okay, let's just do a few more. And we'll talk about inhale. Try to fill, big breath, keep going. Exhale very slowly. Empty, 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 empty. And we'll just do one more. Big breath as you can, big breath, deep breath. Wide breath. Exhale, let it go. Empty all the way out. And maybe just tell me how that breath felt. Did, what was like? What was it like breathing? Did do you feel any different emotionally or mentally or anything? Just curious. I feel at peace. Wow. Like I wasn't thinking of anything while I was doing that. I was listening okay. to you, obviously, but I was just like, Whoa. yeah, 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 yeah. You're just taking instruction. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But well, that's like, um, that's awesome. Mario. <laughs> it's like Have you heard of the one where you're supposed to do like, <laughs> and then like, it's like two deep breaths in or something or two quick breaths in. I guess it like supposed to open up some shit inside you. Can they get rid of hiccups? Yeah. Oh, I don't like, know. Like, right? Yeah. There's a lot of uh, yeah. Right. And there's a lot of different breathing practices out there, and and they they could uh, work for many different you know things that we need. Right. There's like the the box breath, you know, which is like great way to really help to relax the nervous system, and like you can use it to kind of you know maybe help yourself go to you know before you go to bed maybe do this box breath, and that's just like inhale for like five seconds, hold that breath for five, exhale out for five, stay empty of any breath for five and repeat that like five, six, seven times. That's can also, you know, when you hold your breath, it starts to mess with your VO2 and CO2 balance, which has a, you know, physiological effect in your mind and your body. Um, uh, so lots of different things, I mean, you know, but there's definitely breathing like Wim Hof, right? You know, heard of Wim Hof, the Iceman, like mm-hmm. he does this inner fire breath. So he's really just focusing on bringing a lot of breath into your body like so like really getting expansive on the inhale and he just lets like he says pull it in let it go and just doing working this breathe that breathing pattern for a certain amount of cycles you know with breath holds in between you know you literally begin to really what the body needs it needs to be hydrated and it needs to be you know needs to have a proper balance of like O2 and CO2, as well as like other things that are in the air, but those are the most, most, uh, infectual aspects of the breath. So, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of power in, in doing just simple breathing. And that's where I like people to start sometimes. Don't call it meditation. It's like, oh my God, meditation, all these different things come up in their mind about like, oh, what the fuck? And I can't stop my thinking. How about you just breathe? And Raul, you said it beautifully. I just feel more peaceful. You know, imagine like what's possible from that state of peace. Mm, yeah. You know, so that's like, you know, so that's, and, and the mindfulness is just, it grows. I mean, it, it's a, it's really, if you just want to, you know, get away from, you know, all those yourself, all those habits, all like, you know, I, I'm, it's a much easier, much more, it's easier for me to shut out distractions because I know what I want, but also I have the ability to do that because I've been exercising my mind for like, you know, for like 20 years. So it's powerful. It's really, and meditation is just, that's, I think that's the, like the biggest breath in meditation, I think is the two greatest under, underpinnings. If you want to really start facing yourself in an authentic way and start making some significant changes in your life. Yeah. Do you know, um, do you know Damien Ryder? He, no. he's, uh, he wrote a book called one breath meditation. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I thought maybe you'd know him since, mm-hmm. you know, like do breathing stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of teachers out there. He's like an endurance guy. He's from Australia. Like mm-hmm. he like um paddleboarded down the Gold Coast like around like great white sharks and it, he said it helped cure his trauma. Like he was molested as a child and beaten and all this other stuff and mm. like through that he said helped him out and then also with the meditation and the breathing itself so um helped calm him down and cure his PTSD. Really nice guy. We had him early on when we start, first started doing the podcast. <laughs> but uh, wasn't he the one that said, "Why is it impossible?" or something like that? Right? Well, yeah, he's always like challenges anything, he does. I mean, people say it's impossible until it's done. It's just like what was it, the eight minute mile or whatever it was, or yeah, the four minute four mile. Four yeah, minute, four yeah. Minute mile. Yeah. yeah, that's all insane. That yeah, like yeah. sub. And then how many people broke it that same year after he broke it that one time? Cause it just, the possibility opened up in our mind, you know? And that's like what these practices really help you to do. Like realize that you have infinite potential. Yeah. Know? Anything is possible if you want it hard enough. And that's the right. thing. You just have to want it and you have to want it for the right reasons. Yeah. And you have to be willing to be patient and constantly work at it to get it. Yeah. Like I said, a lot Absolutely. of times people just want it easy, but it's life is not easy. So why would you want it? the things you want in life easy. Like you wouldn't respect I, it. Right. Yeah. It's if just it, like, it's, a, yeah. I don't know. Everybody kind of hates the guy now, but like Andrew Tate, he's like talking about how like people want abs and it's like, yeah. the kid was like, he was on this Aiden Ross kid. He's like, Aiden was like, how do I get abs easy? And he's like, why do you want it easy? He's like, yeah, don't mm-hmm. fucking work for it, man. Like if everybody, if it was easy, everybody would have it. Then it wouldn't be anything special. It wouldn't be, exactly. There you go. It's right. like pennies. I mean, you see pennies everywhere. Nobody wants pennies, but people want millions. It takes a lot of pennies to get to a million dollars, right? But just one penny. I mean, everybody can have that. I pick up pennies. I'm kidding. That was a joke. But I do pick up change. But, but yeah, it's just like you have to want. You can't you just want the. Working. Yeah, you yeah. can't just want the shiny thing. You always gotta. You gotta want the shit to get to the shiny thing. Like yeah. Gary CV said you gotta eat shit. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how you also when you're moving through the muck, you know, like 
you know, that's when you develop your character. That's when you get to know yourself. That's when you begin to develop an unshakable confidence in yourself that of the abilities that you have, right? Like, and, and that, and then I can, when I do arrive at the top of that mountain, I can really start to do what I accomplished, you know, and then, then look on the next horizon. What, what, what's next? If, but if I don't put in to get those abs, if I don't put in the work, it's like, well, that was easy. It's like I've got cosmetics, abs. It's like, and then because it's you didn't put in the work. I don't even know, you know, you're going to want better abs then or something like that. It's like because you didn't work for it, you know, and you didn't see it slowly develop over time. But also what's developing over time is your discipline and, and, and your mind and, and you're developing a more resilient body. It's like, you know, those, those are the rewards. It's like, you know, they talk so much. Of, and it's not about the destination. It's enjoy the journey mm-hmm. that's, that's getting you there. And, and it's like, but what kind of ride you want to go on? If you want everything to be easy, then it's like, fuck, like you're never going to appreciate anything because anything that we've, you know, every, all the things that are around us, the microphones, like how we're connecting with, that's a fucking lot of hard work that people made to do, did to make this possible for us. They put hours and hours education, you know, to make this possible for us. Yeah. You know, and those are the ones, and who are those people? Those are the ones that are, have, you know, millions and billions and this and that because they put in the fucking work. I mean, some people have definitely been handed money. You know, there's a lot of generate generational wealth in this country, but like, but, but those are the people that, that, you know, they still have the other problem. Like they don't really begin to appreciate or what they have in their lives most of the time because it's all been given to them. You know, crazy. Does it sound like anybody in the room, Raul? Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut That's the fuck it. up. That is it right there, Will. He was always getting everything. Everything. He's given everything. And that's why he quits. Because oh, he knows he somebody. Too, yeah, right? and yeah. Then somebody will pick up the pieces for him. Right. Right. Well, you know, I am therapist. your therapist. We said at the same time because he knew he was coming. <laughs> Well, I mean, but I think Tony might have a point too. I mean, I'm just, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm being you, that, that honest brother again, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't have to work for, you don't appreciate it as much, man. Never, never. Like I can honestly say everything I have, I've had to work for. Yeah. You know, and what kind of person has that made you? I appreciate, like I said, I'm appreciative of anything. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you, yeah. it, it means more. Like if somebody gave me something, I'm not going to probably treat it as well as if I had to work hard to get it. Right. Like just think when you're a kid, when your parents were like, you don't have a concept of money when you're a child. Like you're like, I want that. Your parents are like, yes or no. And then when yeah. you get older, you're like, oh, shit, my parents did a lot. to get, <laughs> exactly. You know, to, <laughs> to buy that for basic me. shit, man. Like even like right. a vehicle, like you're going to appreciate your car more if you you've had to pay for it. Like you're going to take care of it, hopefully. Like clothes, like just anything. Like I said, it's just it's just little things. Like I said, if you have to work for something, like it's your time. You're trading your time for an asset. And that's one commodity we can't get back is our fucking time. Never. So. I don't know. We just want the best for you, man. I know. I, I understand. I, I know I you're not. I know. I know. I know. But it's, we've had, we're on like 200 and something episodes. 200 and what, 40 something? And you're always saying, you know, you know, <laughs> nothing, oh, sorry. nothing changes though. Permanently. I, like I said, I don't know, man. I don't know what is it going to take something traumatic happening to you or somebody in your family. I don't fucking know, which that's what nobody hopes that happened, but yeah, 
Yeah, it doesn't need to take that, go that far, you know? I don't think it does. Yeah. But, I mean, you're already, we're already into February going into March, and you still have that mindset of tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. Like, we're in, we're going into the third quarter of our life. (laughs) Like, like, you know, we're not getting any younger. You're always posting these things that 1992 is like whatever when the movie was made for something else. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's just like, do you want to be in the same position you're at right now in 10 years? Like no. mentally? No. Then what steps are you going to do to change that? Well, I'm going to definitely find a therapist this week and start with them with that and see how that goes. Yeah. Because I got to find some. I got to find... Why? The why do I do this? So, like, even that know, JC like, was like, you need to figure out, because, like, we had a couple, like, really people that lost a lot of weight, like, five, six hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And that was another reason, too, why I wanted to start getting in shape. This is like, man, these people have lost hundreds of pounds. Like, I can get, what? like, lose 50 pounds. Like, that's nothing compared to what they've done. Yeah. 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 You know, mm-hmm. like, just standing up for those people up and down is is a workout. Well, yeah, so, I think sometimes, sometimes the why, that's just another, that's just another mind game, you know. Like you know, yeah, maybe figure out why, definitely. But how about instead of just start doing shit? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like just start that that set that one brick. Yeah, twice a week, set that one brick, and then and then you'll probably walk yourself into the why anyway, or, or you'll probably have better questions to ask the therapist because <laughs> you started to move in this world in some ways, you know. For sure. Yeah, like I said, if you can do it for yourself, I think that's the best thing. That's one that's one thing you can have pride in is that like look what I did to my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because like they say, if you're in shape, you're ahead of the curve than most people in the world. Especially in this country. Oh my god, it's like seventy percent right now or seventy I think it's seventy, seventy two percent are either uh, obese or overweight of our population, everybody. Seventy percent. Like that's that's a that's a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, it's like I always tell myself too. It's like, why do I want nice shit if I'm not healthy enough to enjoy it? Mm. Yeah, good question. You know, it's like I don't want. And then, I, man, I'm I'm really observant of people. Like when I'm out places, like especially in the gym in the morning, I'll see these like older people. I'm like, man, they were my age at one time. And then I'll see like a kid that's you know like twenty something. I was like, I remember being their age. You know, you right, see like right. a, a totley. I was like, I was that at one time. And it's mm. like, what hard do you want? Like, do you want to get there up go. and go to the gym and that's inconvenient? Or do you want to be 50, mm. 60, 70 years old and barely able to walk because you made poor choices in your 20s, 30s and 40s? Right. Mm. Or develop some sort of disease because yeah. of your yeah. lifestyle. You know, I mean, it's like. You know, and that's a mo- that's a motivation too. There, right there, in a lot of ways, like, I don't want to be a burden to anybody else. I want to be able to be as. I and mean, the body's going to break down. I mean, it's over time. But I think you, there's a lot. You know, I was uh, reading and also listening to something about blue zones. You know, you know, what blue zones are oh. these are uh, uh, different places in the world that um, have, uh, octogenarians or centurions. So the people that have lived oh, yeah, uh, like Japan and China, yeah, or Asian countries, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's like, yeah, there, and I think there's some in Italy too. There's or some something. in yeah, Italy, Greece. Yeah. There's, uh, 
Yeah, a few places, and they and they went into these areas, and you know, started asking questions like, "How is this happening?" and really digging into it. And it's just like a lot of it uh, is uh, they have a good community support system around them, so there's always some sort of that connection and that bond. Uh, you know, they eat. Uh, you know, uh, I think part of that is like the med. You know, not one diet, but Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. So they're like, it's like uh, they eat lots of uh, legumes and beans, and you know. Um, all these different indicators and they all kind of all these different blue zones had followed you know, similar pattern, not patterns, but the similar um, data, which pop up. And, um, you know, I mean, we can, ah, it's, it's, it's wild, you know, I mean, the standard American diet is like, like the worst thing that you could possibly eat right now. You know, I was watching this one thing the other day and they were showing like um, high school kids or no elementary school kids meals around the world, you know, and like yeah. we got like the standard pizza with a cookie, you know, soft drink and, you know, you know like what we what we know, what we think of. And then yeah. it would show like a, a like a, fr- a French a French uh, lunch for a school. Like there's the biggest part of the plate is nothing but a salad, you know, a big yeah. salad, healthy salad and like, you know, some meats and stuff like that and some cheeses and then like. No, do like Tokyo, or whatever it was. It's like, why do we eat so bad over here, and the rest of the world don't? Is yeah. it because it's more accessible, maybe, to us? Well, I think we're all. I think a lot of it is we're, our politics in this regard is controlled by you know wealthy corporate donors and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like I mean, think about the fucking what they two thousand six. They, they can you believe that they actually, and this is on the books. They considered uh, pizza a vegetable. I saw, I remember that. Wow. That's, that's legit. That's legit. And it's just like, well, and that, that, okay. That right there, I think really speaks to, you know, like the sad, the standard American diet. Like, it's like, this is what we got to have. <laughs> yeah. Cause they said the food pyramid should be actually upside down than what it is. Cause I think it's like wheat and grain is like at the bottom, which is the thing we lead, need the least. And then like, they all demonize like fats and, you know, fruits and vegetables and meat it's time for all that stuff to be updated, I think. Absolutely, it is. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah. Yep. Especially, like, also, like, the BMI thing, the, how they do that. Like, you know, people like The Rock and Hulk Hogan and all them guys are, like, considered morbidly obese because they're so heavy. But they're in, like, great shape. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't know how they measure, like, you ever get one of those pincher things where they mm. kind of measure different fat around your body? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, that thing, that's... Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I think, and this contributes to a lot of this stuff we're talking about, this mental health crisis and this and that, because like, again, our body, like we're not, you know, if we don't have a healthy body, how are we going to have a healthy mind? How are we going to make healthier choices? How are we going to, you know, like do things that are fulfilling for ourselves? You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, and mindfulness, like, it can help to change a lot of that stuff. You know, it can it can help us to become aware of our, you know, the things that are not working in our favor. Start making different choices and changes and stuff. Yeah. So what challenges have you had with the podcast? Have you had any at all, like, in the very beginning? Um, good question. Like, I don't I don't. I don't think we've had any problems. Like we're constantly, you know, one thing that has been a bit big asset for us is our consistency, mm. you know, and, and even especially I mean, you guys, you you know, two guys coming together for, you got to coordinate your time and do this and that. So I think just 
the consistency of the podcast has kind of alleviated a lot of the problems because we always have something working towards every single week, you know, um, whether it's reading a book uh, or, you know, like studying something in some ways to have a like, you know, productive and, and engaging conversation. Um, you know, I, we, we we continually tweak like our audio, like what we can do to enhance that. It's like, you know, what we, we, you know, we're growing on YouTube as well. And so we have a video presence. So like, how can we make the visual of our show a little this and a little that? So there's quite a, a bit of an investment. And, and, and sometimes we're not like making any money at the podcast right now, but we just love doing it. And, you know, you guys get your feedback from your audience. We get feedback from audio, our audience. And that's like payment enough just to kind of keep showing up. Um, but it's been a fun process in the sense of, you know, understanding what it's like to produce a show, um, you know, understanding what it's like to, to kind of interview effectively, you know, to listen, you know, to like, not like just because the conversation isn't going the way I wanted it to doesn't mean it's a bad conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a lot of little things that I need to suppress my ego, you know, and just like, just go with the flow and just let it be what it is. Um, yeah, so those are probably yeah. I don't know if I've had. How about you guys? Any what's your big struggles, problems? Well, somebody asked. I think they asked Tony, but I was standing next to him when they asked him that. But they were like, "How come you guys don't have a bunch of sponsors already?" Right. And, and Tony was like, "Well, one, if I remember correctly, he was like, honestly, on the podcast, I do it because I enjoy doing it." Is what he said. Right. Like, right. you know, if I have a certain brand as a sponsor, then I don't know if I have to change how we say shit or whatever right. or something like that, if I remember correctly. And he was like, you know, we enjoy it. I enjoy what he was talking myself. Like, you know, he was like, I enjoy listening to everyone's stories and giving their time to come on our podcast and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I love when we people share it with us and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, so like, so that's just, I don't know. Everyone, and then everyone always says, well, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. And I was like, okay, where's your podcast? I just listen, yeah, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't lash out, you know, but I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I'll let Tony know what you're saying. I, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll go from there. I, I never say shit to him. And if he does, yeah. if I do say shit, oh, you know, so-and-so said this the other day, you know, like, but we do have a current, we do have a sponsor right now though. Congrats. That's awesome. Thanks man. My buddy, um, so have you like, like from your first episodes to now, yeah. do you think you've improved? Oh, for sure. Um, and how did um, you, how did you do that? By showing up and, uh, and, uh, showing up, wanting to be better, uh, you know, going back, analyzing, listening to myself, you know, uh, looking at our current format, um, looking at other podcasts and see what they're doing and see how that can, you know, we can, if something catches my eye that, or, or, or seemingly would be an easy kind of tweak or something like that, bringing that in. Um, and then just rallying around, like John and I just have a real, real passion for this. So we're always, you know, just before I get on with you guys, we're getting ready for our show tomorrow. We're working with a, you know, a new, um, uh, streaming service called ecam and it gives us all sorts of different ways to manipulate our screen and we can put logos up and you know so like that gets us excited and uh you know just to see how we can produce a better show that like you know i think it's those little these little tweaks that are helping us to grow and get in front of more people in more years and what are um, your strengths as far as the podcast and what are john's strengths as far as the podcast 
It's a good question. Um, uh, I think my, my strength for is like my spontaneity, you know, um, uh, being able to, to like read a particular moment or whatever is going on and like, you know, inject some humor or, you know, just like, uh, have fun and not be able to, um, you know, be spontaneous. Um, and, and, and just having a good time and not really giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, John, uh, is, uh, he can be great at those things too. Uh, he's, he, I, I enjoy how he keeps the conversation kind of moving in some ways or able to bring it back. If we kind of get like off on some sort of tangent, um, you know, he's, he's a good, you know, presenter, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I think it's what really the biggest asset is how we do it together mm. and how much respect and admiration and love we have for one another. And, um, and you know, not really, I mean, not caring too much of, we just leave it as it is. Like we drop, you know, mics, you know, we're off camera, whatever, off mic, it's like, boom, like that was it. And this is going to go out there. And, you know, we might not like it, but, or, or might not feel it could have been this or that, but it's like, ah, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it'll resonate with somebody. So it's, it's been fun to, to, to watch us grow as two people coming together, doing this and watch each, each of us, you know, um, just be better people on a microphone and, and listening and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's huge though. Like, like, cause I remember like first, when I first do, I was like, I don't like the sound of my voice, but then. Like, yeah. it's like, you just have to just listen to it and then you get accustomed to it. And then, like I said, you listen to something. So maybe you flub something so many times or, you know, just like once you start hearing yourself enough, you start trying to critique yourself, not in a bad way, but ways to tweak it to make it better. Yeah. If that makes yeah, any yeah. sense. But you got to get over that initial shock, that yeah. initial judgment of like, oh, I suck. This is awful. You know what I mean? Get all through that stuff. When you get beyond that, that's when the learning starts to happen. When you kinda, listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like what we we're talking about being consistent, though. If you're consistent with everything and you're always yeah. constantly working, you're bound to improve. Of course. But if you're not trying to improve, you're just going to be stagnant. You're going to be the same. And it's like, what's the point of doing something you're not trying to get better at? In my opinion. Yeah, right, right. No, I'm with you. I mean, why keep showing up? Like, and again, I, the, the, the consistency too, this has just been such a big asset for us. Cause it's like, you know, we've, I, I mean, it's, we're, we're our schedules packed. We go every Wednesday at like, we go live, mm. you know, we, we go live every Wednesday. And that, that's another bit. That's the one thing that really was a big, I feel that helps to fuel the show is the live aspect. Like we just, and we say it's raw, uncut, unapologetic, just like, fuck it. Here it is. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not even cutting out the ums or doing this or yeah. part of the conversation. We're just putting it out there. Yeah. And, and I think it's like, you know, uh, which kind of wakes, wakes me up in a way like I'm, oh my God, I have a final exam today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to put, I got to get my shit, you know, to, I got to get my, I'm not going back and we're not going to do this again. Like I only have one opportunity to talk to this guy. I'm mean, probably have him back, but tomorrow. And it's like, you know, so it's like, how can I best help the audience? Like, what are the, there's a lot of things in this book. Like, what are the, I'm only gonna be able to cover like, you know, five or six things. It's like, what are those things? And it's just like, so a lot goes into it. And, but it, I can, but for me, it's like, and John, it's like, it just continually fuels that passion as well, because I'm actively continually doing something with this show mm. and it just feels good. And then we produce a show and it's like, fuck, that was awesome, man. Like, but it's just, you know, prepare, prepare, prepare. And then you're just like, when, you know, it's go time, it's just like, drop all your preparation and just 
focus on, we have like notes and shit, you know, that we'll, you know, follow along if we, a question we might want to ask. But other than that, it's like, we don't know where the conversation is going to go, but we trust that wherever it's going to go, it's like, it'll exactly where it should be. I have a question. Yeah. And both of y'all can answer this question. Where would you like to see your podcast in five years? I would love to uh, see us be, you know, over the top 1%. Um, the uh, having a, you know, a base audience of like half a million to a million would be amazing. Uh, but also supports a lot of the work that we're already starting to do, but do, we'll do more of, of uh, having more retreats, having more opportunities to, to, to bring people together uh, getting in and incorporate and getting bigger at, uh, we've already started this, but infecting corporate culture, uh, around mindfulness and compassion. Um, uh, we'll have a book or a couple books out by then. That's on, that's on the docket right now. Um, we're already working with somebody to help us do that. Um, and, and for me, it's just like, this will be, this will be my main thing. Mm. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's exciting. I mean, cause it's like, you know, I think we've already created, you know, the the discipline to make it happen. We just got to keep, again, showing up, refining, investing, you know. Uh, we just hired a coach re- recently just to kind of uh, objectively view, like, what we're doing and how we can do it better. Mm. So, you know. Tony? How about you, Tony? I would agree with that. Like, I think I want to get it to where it's something where I don't need my nine to five anymore. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, I mean, if you just keep doing, cause there's a lot of people start podcasts, but there are a lot of people don't continue on. They said a lot of people started in the pandemic and then most of it's like dropped off tremendously. What was that right. number? Do you remember that mm. picture you you posted or something like that? It was a Gary Vee thing, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember the number, but like I said, cause like I'll see people come to me all the time. Like, Oh, I want to start a podcast. Start one then. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, easy yeah. to start once you get going. Like, it seems kind of daunting in the very beginning, but, like, once you figure it out, it's not that bad. But, like I said, a lot of people don't want to be consistent with it, though. A lot of people want to be Joe Rogan today. Mm. Yeah, again, but they're not going to want to put in the fucking work. They're not going to want to have to, like, go a couple years of, like, tripping over your words and sounding bad. You know what I mean? And just, like, being... You're not sloppy. It's just where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we could get, come back to what we said earlier about, like, the aesthetics of things. It's like, oh, well, I'm afraid that I'm going to sound like this or sound like that. Well, who's that about? You know, if you make it about... and Take focus off of you and make it about your audience and how you're going to help them in some way or entertain them in some way, it's like... It's a whole different fucking person that's going to show up, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, but like, but if you got to put in the work, got to show up, you got to put in the work, have a fucking plan. Hope is not a plan. <laughs> that's what they said in the military, you know? <laughs> fucking plan's a plan. <laughs> it's like, who's the greatest person in something that never started? Not somebody that started something and quit, but they never even gave themselves a shot to do it. Right. And that's a lot of people, (laughs) you know, a lot of people are too afraid to, to put themselves out there and you gotta, you know, like people are like online trolls or whatever, but most of the people have never accomplished anything. Like they say, you don't see Michael Jordan leaving negative comments on YouTube. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like usually people above you aren't going to talk shit about you. They're trying. Yeah. If they're really, if they're, if they really work to get there, they're going to help. If you ask, they will help to pull you up. Mm-hmm. You know, or have coffee with you and be like, you know, it's like, oh, wait, how did you get there? You know, 
I mean, it's uh, I mean, there's a, there's just we're, we're, there's a lot of people out there that I don't know. I mean, they troll so intently because you know what they call it? that's like their shadow artist. Mm. You know, <laughs> like that's what they that's how they exercise their creativity. You know, instead of starting a podcast or whatever else they they their their you know their heart is kind of kind of nagging them to do for the last how many years? Um, I always get these girls will always send me shit. They'll be like, they'll be like, what do guys that don't Go to therapy, do they'll start a podcast? And I'm they like, still send you that to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. And they, that's when, like, that's more fuel that, like, it's like, I'm going to just keep chipping away and keep chipping away. Yeah. And I can give a big fuck you. Fucking haters, man. <laughs> you know? Well, what do you think about people that don't want to share their knowledge when somebody, like, that's starting out in a field, whatever the field is. That's just selfish. That's just completely selfish. It's like, why wouldn't you want to help? Yeah. Or something? You know, it's like, cause it's like, I'm not, I'm not competing with anybody here either. You know what I mean? It's not like a, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm trying to get beyond, I'm beyond that. It's like, I'm, how can I serve is, is, you know, and how can, how can I serve my audience? And if and the podcast is all about you and what you, whatever, all that selfish stuff, me, 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 like then no one's going to listen. But if you have a reason to, you know, that there's something you want to help other people with and add value, right? Like, shit, like, I don't know, but, but to not share knowledge, like, uh, well, it's like, a, are you afraid person. that they're going to surpass you? Is that why you don't want somebody to do the same thing you're trying to do? Yeah. But there's, there's abundance everywhere, man. There's 8 yeah. billion fucking people on this planet. There's an ass for every seat, man. Like you may yeah. not be somebody's cup of tea, but somebody will like you. Exactly. Exactly. And the more what John and I are discovering and what the show and just me and also the work, you know, the more authentic I am, the more vulnerable I am, the more like I, I, I kind of listen and care and be present. Like people start showing up, people start tuning in. People are, you know, more curious, more people keep showing up. Cause like, that's when we're in that vulnerable, authentic place. Like, you know, that's where the magic starts to really happen. Yeah. I'm not hiding behind whatever, who, who everyone else thinks I should be. I'm being me. And that also gives people the freedom to be themselves. And then we all have like this whole fucking party of like, Oh yeah, man, we're driving. We're, we're kind of moving, you know, together in this. Yeah. Cause it's uh, like if one person's listening to you, why can't 10 million people listen to you? Exactly. Exactly. Like every single time I see like a new country pop up, I'm like, my voice has been places I haven't been. Like somebody in Belgium cool, listens yeah. every week. I don't know who the fuck this person is, but thank you for listening. But like, it's just weird that, you know, that you can connect with somebody so far away that you never fucking met, but your words and your, your voice has affected them some way that they want to continue to listen. Yeah. And like I said, exactly. if it's that one person would do it, who else? Like, like you said, there's 8 billion people in the world. I don't need 8 billion people to like me. No, you need a little slice, you know, and it's definitely doable. It's like you said, but it's the consistency, man. You just got to be consistent. You got to put your shit out there and use social media for the right things to get your message out there. Yes. Do y'all go on a lot of different podcasts, too? Because I've heard that's a thing, too. Yeah, I mean, that definitely can help. I mean, depending on the size of the podcast, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, John, you know, when he got out of the military, and he stepped into the mindfulness space. Like I think it was last year, last two years, he was getting like he could have been on like a couple, a few a week sometimes, 
because he's like a seal, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I've been on, yeah, I don't know, maybe a dozen or so. I mean, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate being here. And, uh, but that's definitely one way. And then sometimes we'll do a swap. Like, you know, uh, we had this guy in the show uh, who has a, a podcast called Acta Non Verba, Actions Not Words. It's great. He wrote a really great book. And John went on his show and he's like, hey, well, would you mind doing a pod swap and come on our show? And, you know, he was on our show and fuck, his book was, in, wow, this guy is one of the only uh, podcasts I was kind of nervous for because I read his book. I was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, that's one way to definitely grow in some ways, but it's also, you know, gives an opportunity to just develop more of your voice, chill the fuck out, you know, realize that, you know, you know, just be yourself. It's, it's, the, it's the one note I'd give anybody is like, find a way to be more of yourself. Mm. It's going to reward you everywhere you go. Have you ever had a dance partner that wasn't a good dance partner? Like, like real dancing? No, like in the podcast space, like you oh. a guest and you're like, oh God, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, no, you know, between, not really. And we had this one guy on the show that, you know, we were just kind of questioned some of his ideology and things he was saying. And it was like, you know, so that didn't feel so good coming out of that podcast. But overall, like between John and us, mm-hmm. we're able to help, you know, harden those, you know, harden those soft spots or whatever, if we need to, or like kind of move in some, or, or I'll just, you know, John will just start talking about something or I'll just start talking about something. And, you know, I mean, it's a, uh, we only go for like an hour, hour and 20 of that. So it's like, uh, and we usually have a pretty tight, we usually have like a, not a tight, we have an agenda, something we're trying to, you know, uh, succeed in the podcast or something we're trying to get at. And, you know, we'll have questions and stuff that we like to ask. So um, it's fun. I mean, I really enjoy the pro- the process so, so, so much. But and part of it is because it just keeps me, I'm always being creative. How could I do this better? How can I tweak you know maybe the back end in some ways or you know how can we reformat the show you know to kind of keep people listening longer you know yeah because like i uh i had like 100 episodes with somebody like that like i was like man i can't this is really tough and so i told him i said you gotta find guests because i can't keep doing this it was too much man yeah like i was really I, i sometimes i still get nervous like you know like i was like he's like you ask a question. Yes. It would be my answer. You know, like it was, I'm telling you it, even people tell me all the time, like when they're coming on, like, man, I don't know, man, I, I don't know if I could do that. It's, it's really, I don't know. You know, I'm like, dude. Um, so that's when I tell him, I was like, Hey, look, I get nervous on some episodes too. Sometimes I I'll get really excited when I'm talking about something and I start going, you know, right. words over myself and like some of my words. And like, I was like, it just happened. It just, part of it man but like you know like i get it i understand if you don't want to come on and such a thing you know that's fine yeah. but like i was like listen to the ep- listen listen just listen to one episode or something if you can you know if we get time or whatever and like yeah i could do that and then like i'll send them the link and stuff and like they're like yeah you know what i was like because it's just gonna be me it's just gonna be us three we're just gonna be chilling having a conversation like we would do it if we were at a bar or something you know that's usually right. what i tell them yeah. and then like they're like, okay, okay, I'll come call But they say the whole time they tell me they're nervous, you know, while they were on the whole time. Like, I'm like, I don't know, man, if I'm on it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you, you can be too. You have some more, you know, it, it, there's a lot to be said for experience too, you know. 
Like if, uh, you know, if, if you know, we're, we're kind of pros at this, you know, I still have a lot to do, a lot to you know, a lot want to do. Right. But it's like, yeah, I mean, people get, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, it could be tough. Um, you, you could get better, Raul, if you listen to the podcast and you listen, listen, not to talk. <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me questions. No, I'm not asking you questions. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys say? What? what was yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I mean, if you really want to do this and you want people to continue tuning in, you have to be less you and more the guest. Yeah. No, because I, I love, I, you know, I love doing this. Because like sometimes like he'll, he's done it a couple times a day, but he'll like just keep droning on. And I'm like, just get to the point, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because yeah. sometimes, like, if you do that, like, he'll go, like, up here. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from, man? <laughs> like, you started talking about something and you're like, some other story. Like, I, I don't know what's, maybe it's like the clouded judgment or clouded part in the head, though. Like, you get that clear. Right. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, so like, I, it's coming back full circle. See, I'm getting really excited right now. So, like, no, but like, I don't know. But I, I'll be talking sometimes and, like, what the fuck was I talking about? Like while I'm talking, I'm like, okay, we'll just stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start doing that. I'm just like, it's going to end my thought. Just, oh, sorry. Next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that would be a lot more beneficial for you. Like I said, I think if you start listening to it, listening to yourself, listening to people more, you'll become a better communicator. 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, Both yeah, of y'all have absolutely. said that. Yeah. yeah. And then that will like play off into the rest of your life. With women or whatever, mm-hmm. true. Because we don't have somebody to, to. They want somebody that listens to them. They don't want just somebody just talking. You know? No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it. You know, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, yeah, these are all skills we we <laughs> we, should, we could develop for sure. Like, okay, all three of us. What is a goal that we have for this year? You go first. Um, I would like, well, my goals for this year is I would, I will find why I have cloudiness in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I want to figure, I want to make it uncloudy, like clear thoughts. I want to know why. <laughs> the way he's explaining this is not very clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what the fuck I mean though? Do you know what you mean? I kind of do. I think, right. Do No. So yeah, I want to. Find a find a therapist that's going to help me with my mindset of why why I go down bad paths sometimes and stuff like that. So what if you don't find a therapist though? If I don't find one, then I'm going to have to do it myself. So that would be the thing you can do on your own. That's something you can start now. Now, yeah, yeah. Like like I said, you got to want you have to want the best for yourself. No, absolutely. I can't want it for you more than you want it for yourself. No, you're right. One hundred percent. What's your goal? I'll let, let Jake uh, go first. Will. Oh, Will, uh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, I, uh, well, I'm actually enrolled in a program right now um, that is going to lead me to uh, bring forth, like, my first offering to, like, help men in, like, with mindfulness. And well, actually around compassion. I started this course uh, in January um, through Stanford University called Seek. It's part of Seekers, which stands for the center for cultivating, um, altruism and, 
compassion research and development or something like that. Sea cares. Uh, so they have this program, uh, applied compassion training that I'm doing right now. That's going to end up in a capstone project where I must bring something into the world. That's going to help, you know, and my, uh, that's going to help people. But because of what I do with, you know, the podcast, um, I'm going to do something around men and compassion and helping them kind of get into that space. So we're actually ironing out the details of what this capstone is going to look like right now. Um, but by the end of the year, I'd love to, uh, for the show itself to be in the top one, one and a half percent. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see how it rolls. Yeah, it's exciting. And one and a half and one percent is how many listeners is that? I mean, I have no idea. Is that where it's a million? No, I'm not sure. I mean, that's a good point. I don't know if it's that big, uh, but it's probably potentially tens of thousands or, or like downloads and stuff. But that's a lot. That's awesome. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, but you know, we'll see. I mean, I'd rather, what I like to saying, it's like, you know, uh, shoot for the moon, end up in the stars. So I might not get to the moon, but at least I'll be somewhere in fucking outer space. <laughs> yeah. The retention is the thing. It's like you can yeah. get a download, but you got to get repeat customers. Yeah. We have, we have a solid base right now that, that I, you know, a solid base. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting getting the, the word out there for sure and getting people to stick around. But I think it's like how you also, what we're finding out is like, I'm getting better. I continue how to title the shows. You know what I mean? Like we're going to get into more, um, you know, how search optimization, you know, because we're, we're, what I like what we're what, with men talking mindfulness is like, it's a niche kind of thing. And, um, uh, and I would love to be the, like the top, you know, one of the top men's pod, podcasts in the world in like five years or top five or 10 or something like that. I think I know we can do that. I know we can fucking do that. Yeah. It's all about that killer mindset, man. It's like, this is what I'm going to do and it's going to get done. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. And then then we, you know, we've, I've I've had this coach that's come and help us and it's just like, well, if you want to go there then start doing these things, it's a slow process you know, as you kind of, you know, as we take an assess, ask, you know, an assessment of where we are and what we need to do, but it's, and it's just, again, it's that patience and just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up, put in the work, put in the work, put in the work. And then it's like, oh, wait, hey, we just, uh, we, we've already been seeing like just in a, a month's time of like putting more of the word out there, what we're doing, we're seeing a, a, a jump in our listenership, you know, not huge, but like, you know, 10, 15, 20% over time is going to make a big difference. Who do y'all use as your uh, hosting service? Uh, we do uh, Anchor FM oh, is, okay. uh, is where we send everything out from that. So that that goes to several different podcasts. Now, so. do they help out at all with the pushing of the podcast? Anchor FM? Yeah. Pushing in what way? Like, like they obviously, yeah, like do they, that's the thing I always think, like, you know, we pay for a service like I use Libsyn. Okay. So, like, I wish that they would do more to pedal the podcast. Like, because, I mean, you're paying for their service. So they're going to get, like, for you to keep being a repeat customer over there is you want to see numbers. You want to be get downloads and stuff like that. Yeah. So if, I think it would be beneficial for them and the person to for them to work together to push the podcast out to more people and then maybe work with like Spotify and iTunes or whatever it is to get more like relatable. Because I remember at one time we first got on Spotify, 
it would be like, listen to this because this is, sounds like your podcast, but I don't see that anymore. Right. So I think like there has to be something where the people are working together or people are just going to be like, well, I'm not getting this. Like, why would I continue on? And Tom, how is that a good business model for them if people aren't continue to podcast? Yeah, true. I think I, I believe Anchor FM is actually free. So that's kind of interesting because like an open source, just come on. I think, I, I don't know. John actually signed. John does like something, you know, some of the tech side, did do some other the tech side and more of like the visual guy, if you will, making posters and stuff and organizing the, you know, the guests as they come in. And John does a lot of the tech side as far as like, you know, downloading, uploading the episodes, like, you know, like uh, making all that, that stuff work on. I do our YouTube and our Instagram. Um, but yeah, it's, I, 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 they, you know, I know that, uh, reviews help, you know, likes help, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of get a higher ranking and stuff. But, you know, those, some of those are just so beyond our control right now. But I think that's why, you know, keywords are important. Yeah. I, I think to the searchability of a podcast. Um, but we're, you know, we're just, we're, that's another part of our growth is like tweaking that as well. You know, yeah, because this lady we had on, she's uh, autism awareness or whatever, autism ghetto, I think is her name. Penthouse ghetto is the name. Her son's in jail for being autistic. Well, no, that's not why he's in jail. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's I, was, in jail. I was like, Jesus Christ. I didn't know that was a <laughs> yeah. He's in jail because he did some bad shit and he's autistic. All right. But she's been sharing shit on her TikTok. And then it's been feeding to the Instagram and the downloads I've noticed. So that's uh, okay, where I yeah, need to right. do start doing more video. <coughs> yeah, TikTok could be a great asset. I mean, if if we keep it in this country, apparently yeah, that is a thing. On that, right? It's going away soon, right? Like they're right. talking about. Well, you can for get government a stuff. I think it definitely. Yeah. Is going away. Well, yeah, that sucks because you can get a tremendous amount of, you know. Uh, traction just by because you can get tens of thousands of hits on one video you know and then like they don't even follow you right right it's yeah that's interesting like we're trying to create more of that that energy in like the real situation on instagram and it's you know sometimes they get picked up like that's another part of the game that we're trying to learn as well in order to use that you know tool to help us grow so i've heard linkedin is pretty good for that too yeah, we're good. On, John is like at 70,000 some people on LinkedIn he's attached oh, to. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's I'm at like two, two and a half, something like that. Uh, so, the, yeah, LinkedIn is great, um, especially for the audience that we want, you know, or people we're kind of going after. Um, you know, I, I enjoy that. I really enjoy that platform because I feel there's not as much fucking look at me bullshit like Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I appreciate hang on, this. Hang on. What is your goal? You never told oh, us. My goal is to get in the best shape that I've been in as an adult this year. That's my great. Goal. What's that look like? What's, what's the numbers? You got some numbers with those? The lowest I've been as an adult was 225, and that was like in 210. I mean, uh, 2010. Um, but then I just, I wasn't putting on muscle, though. So now I'm doing cardio and lifting weights. So I can definitely tell a difference in my body from doing the both than just doing predominantly one or the other. Because, like, right. I don't want to be, like, skinny fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, and, like, I've never, like, all my life, I've never really lifted weights 
What does this look? It's not a secret. You know this. No. These but like people, dude. people think that I do lift weights, but I, I don't <laughs> like this whole, like since October is the first time I've been consistently lifting weights, like in a, in a row, like I've gotten years without ever going to the gym. Luckily I never got like morbidly obese or anything like that, but yeah, that's my goal is just to get in the best shape I possibly can. Cause I just want to know what awesome. it looks like. There you go. And what it feels like too. It'll feel yeah. great. Cause Good like I don't I don't want to get old and be like man I wish I would have done that and then I see like yeah. people that are like seventy eighty they're fucking ripped All right you Been know working they can, a long time yeah and if they can <laughs> fucking do that why can't I like I said like this podcast has opened my eyes to a lot of shit man it, it's made me appreciate things more it made me listen to people more yeah. um like I said I, and then hearing people's stories it's like this life is something to really appreciate because you never know what somebody's going through until they tell you and right. a lot of people will open up when we start talking to them and i'm like fuck man, i didn't know you were going especially people we know like when we first were doing a lot of like a lot of our friends on and they would say shit and i'm like i would have never thought that about you mm. yeah you know it's like they say the golden rule man just do unto others as you want done to you right you know just be kind but um but yeah that's my goal for this year is to get in the best shape and then maintain it I don't want to just okay. get it and then just let it go. Because like I said, I, I there's so much stuff I want to do, and I don't want some health-related thing be the downfall. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. But, um, but yeah, that's mine. But yeah, back to that, though. I have uh, four questions I like to ask. My first two are, what's your advice for people, and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Uh, my advice for people is, uh, that's a good question. It's like, uh, uh, do hard shit and keep showing up. It'll change you. Uh, and the mark I want to leave in the, leave on the world is, to help millions and millions of people, men, um, live happier, happier and healthier lives. Those are two good ones. And my last two are, what do you think happens when we die? And who would you like to give flowers or appreciation to? Hmm. I like to give, uh, flowers and appreciation to my mom and dad. Um, all the great mentors that I've, that I've had over the years and and leaders that have helped me understand, you know, how to be a good man and a a good leader and a good person. Um, and what was the other question? Uh, what do you think happens when we die? I think, I don't even, I think our body dies, but our spirit keep continues wherever the hell that is or whatever is going on. Um, infinitely. I think we just have a little time in this body. Like we just, you know, just think of the gratitude to be able to do that and to like, I don't know, to be in this world in this interesting way. Um, but I think we just go on forever. Mm. We just go on and go on and go on and go on. I don't know if we reincarnate, who knows, but I just think it's, it's a little small momentary stop along the way. 
to like to be, I guess, infinite, your infinite, infinite freedom mm. <laughs> or something. It's crazy. Cause like, even if you just think about the body part, like we're going to feel something, then that's going to feel something. And it's just going to keep going on that way. So like, you're always regenerating something in some shape or form. Hmm. But like, I think it's very important that we appreciate, like you said, being here and what we do at this time. Cause I remember this one, one, I saw this thing and it just, it's always stuck with me. And this guy was like, how many summers do you think you have left? The person's like, what are you talking about? Like how many summers do you think you have left? And the person's like, Oh shit. Cause like when you think about summer, man, that's nothing. We already just went through a summer. Right. It's like maybe 20, 30. Right. You know, if, if there's nothing like outside forces happen or, you know, whatever. And that's really a blip on the radar. And to yeah. waste one of those summers is a disservice to yourself and the people that came before you, because there's a lot of things that had to happen for us to get to here to where we're having this conversation today. Yeah. People had like to fight that. off disease, wars, you know, all this other shit into to not do the most with this life we possibly can. It's just, it's a shame. I mean, everybody's entitled to do what they want, but me personally, that's not what I want. I want the most that I possibly can out of this time because especially during COVID, we saw a lot of people we loved and cared about that aren't here anymore. Mm. And they had plans for this year, probably. They had summers they wanted to see. Yeah. So. Wow. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, I would like to set you up with two people, actually, if possible. Please. Sean Patton and Damian Ryder. Uh, I had Sean on here. They actually reached out to me. They found me somehow, like, on uh, through my email. I got this email, and they're like, yeah, Sean, he was like a, I think he was like a, he's a Green Beret, and, like, he's a motivational speaker, too. Really nice guy. Actually, his book just came today. But uh, I'm going to reach out to him and tell him about yeah, you please. to reach out to you because he's a really nice guy, man. We had a really good conversation. And like I said, yeah, Damien, he's- Damien, he's into that mindfulness and um, breath work and stuff. So that would be fitting, too, for you guys. Yeah. Damien, what's his name? Ryder. R-I-D-E-R. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's awesome. OK. Yeah. And where can everybody find you at? Uh, personally, or my brand, I'm at, uh, will not fear is all my stuff. A handle is, uh, it's at will not fear on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think, um, our website, will not fear.com W I L L N O T F E A R. And then I have the men talking mindfulness podcast that I run with John McCaskill and that's men talking mindfulness.com as well as Instagram uh, at men talking mindfulness. And you say it's every you know, Wednesday. Every Wednesday live um, is, and we have a new podcast coming out every Monday. Okay. Uh, you know, so yeah, thank you guys. It's uh, good to chat with you and connect with you and, and spread the good word about mindfulness and just sticking up for one another and doing hard shit and making changes if we want them. Hopefully <laughs> you can do it again and then we'll have some updates. Maybe somebody will be less cloudy mentally. We will have updates and we should definitely do it again. Let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Go sure. we'll dive deep into some other stuff. I'd love it. Thank yeah. you guys. All right, Thanks, man. man. Thank Have you for your one. time. Yeah, you're very welcome. Have a great, great uh, evening. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. bye. Hey, thanks.